Welcome to the Inglorious Bards. I'm your mostly humble Game Master Tom, and this is Episode 3, Tower of the Gear. As always, thank you so much for coming along on our adventures. We're glad to have you here. A quick shout out to our sponsor for the season, the Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop Software. In our last adventure, the heroes slew the weird gnome Vargalos and recovered a map from his belongings. On this map, there was a drawing of faces next to the word gear. Intrigued by what this meant, our heroes explored past faces carved into a chasm and found a tower standing out in the grassy plains. Within the tower, the heroes encountered a strange being calling itself the Keeper and climbed their way to the top of the tower. There, they found themselves in a room full of brass debris, no sign of any gear, and two brass guardians charging right at them. What was this gear written on the map? Who was this keeper guarding the tower? And how will the heroes take down two men made of brass and magic? The adventure begins. In a valley surrounded by rolling hills of grass, there lies a tower of stone. The purpose of this tower and the people who abandoned it have long been forgotten but abandoned does not mean unguarded. Our heroes have followed a map to this remote location that promises treasure, some gear worth selling to a prospective buyer. While exploring the tower, the group talked their way past a shadowy guardian to the very top floor. Here they have arrived in a chamber covered in shattered brass cogs and metal pieces. Stay close, I don't like the look of this place. Oh, you always say that. You always say, I don't like you look at this. <laughs> the group cautiously enters the room. Their feet shift on the brass pieces scattered across the floor. Killian, the cleric, carefully moves aside a bent chunk of brass with his foot. It appears some machine or device was destroyed here. Perhaps we should take a sample of this metal with us. Killian reaches down to pick up a piece of the debris. Idrisil, the elf, shakes his head at his friend. Best we leave well enough alone. The thief is doomed who steals an unknown treasure. Nobody touch nothing. We ain't disturbing nothing. We don't need to. Iggy the dwarf looks back to make sure the cleric doesn't lay a finger on any of the brass debris. The dwarf frowns when he sees the gnome Xanner in the back of the group already holding several pieces in his hands. Iggy raises a stern eyebrow at the gnome who drops one of the pieces back to the ground with a loud clang. Like I said, don't disturb. Xanner drops another chunk of brass to the floor with a clang. If we don't touch nothing. Another piece hits the ground next to Xanner. Iggy snarls. He waits a moment and then continues. Let's form a line in case of any traps. The element of surprise will help us. Xanner drops his last piece of brass. Are you done, little gnome? Sorry, there's, there's just so much of it on the ground and they're so shiny. Hey, hey what's, what's that over there? Jix the goblin walks to the north wall where three flanged pipes stick out. Looks like something for, for water or pouring grain. Hmm, hmm, raw grain. The goblin puts his eye right up to the hole in the pipe but sees nothing within. Old, there's something moving at the other end of the room. It's a machine of some sort. I've never seen the likes of it before. A tall yet slender metal box grinds away with exposed cogs and gears. Iggy readies his greatsword. Get away from that pipe, Jix, and stay close. Brass chunks of metal slide across the floor and float through the air next to the metal box. Ready for trouble, Jix slips his fingers into his pouch of potions. Xanner gathers glowing magic around his hand. 
The chunks slam together into solid plates. Those plates form legs of brass, arms of metal armor, and faceless masks of metal. Two guardians of brass take shape across the room. They wield axes atop tall metal shafts and stand like brass statues. I knew I didn't like this place. The doorway into the chamber slowly closes behind the group. On the far side of the room, bars slam down across the doorway out to a balcony. The group is trapped in the rubbled room. I don't know what triggered these fellas, but I know who will finish them. In the back of the group, Xanner quietly places one last piece of stolen brass on the ground. Sorry. The two brass guardians charge across the room. Shards of metal crunch under their feet. Here we go! The brass guardians raise their axes and plunge into the heroes. Who would have guessed? <laughs> I didn't, didn't think it would do that. <laughs> Okay, so you guys are in this room filled with brass. About two-thirds of the way across this room are these two brass guardians that are starting to charge right towards you. Behind them is this uh, machine. It's about four and a half feet tall. It's rather slender, and it has weird little gears and cogs, and it's moving around slowly. There's a big, tall, similarly height, like four-foot lever sticking out of the ground behind it. Hmm. There's a balcony at the far end of the room, but it's closed off with this porculus-type concept. There's these three pipes at the north section of the room, and then all of you are on the far east section. Most of the room is covered in a lot of this debris, making it difficult terrain. You'll move at half speed is the situation. And Jix, you get a bit of a start as you're standing next to this pipe. It gives off this hollow, sound and air and dust releases from it and we are starting our combat and Killian you are up first um Killian will head over to where Idrisil is standing okay and he will reach a hand out touch his bow (laughs) okay (laughs) and um blue energy glows and he has cast um, magic weapon. Weapon. And one more time. What does that do? Bow. Uh, it gives him a plus one to hit? hit and then two damage dice per hit. Yes. Yeah, so instead of like one D8, it's two, twice the damage Correct. he can do now. Sweet. Two D8. And that will last through the battle one minute. All right. That's your turn. Next up is Idrisil. Oh, okay, perfect timing. That works really well. Yay. Idrisil, you're about maybe... Mm. 30 feet, 35, 40 feet away from these guys, these brass guys that are coming yeah. right at you. Oh, so, yeah, so all the all of the lines on the map here, that's just debris? Debris. So I can't like, take cover under any of that? No, kind of it's, okay. so, it's just uneven so, ground. Okay, perfect. Okay. A lot um, of rats. A lot so Idrisil is going to take out the bow, obviously. Going to use his first action to draw a weapon. Let's assume that's already out. Okay, never mind. Um... Well, let's take that first action to hunt prey on um, the closest Brass Guardian. Okay. Um, and Idrisil is going to take a hunted shot. As he does so, he's going to shout, Let's see if they take piercing damage. Don't <laughs> 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 okay. forget your plus one now. And I have a plus one. So it's a plus eight instead of plus seven. Ooh, okay. So that'll be a uh, 14. Okay. Yeah. To hit. 14 to hit. Your arrow misses and buries itself into some of this uh, debris on the ground. Let's take... La- uh, this, this is a double shot you were doing? That was, that's the 100 shot, yes. So it's going to be the second shot. So it's only a plus five now. 
That's an eight. Two eight. more. It's a waste of a spell. <laughs> it's, it's right dead center. You're giving us bad luck with your spell. Because <laughs> remember that last spell? Yeah, one action left. Yes. And so Idrisil is going to take his last action to say, I think my dagger or sword might have been a better option, Killian. And I'm going to... I'm going to... Tuck and roll closer to the lever. You're gonna get closer to I'm the lever. I'm gonna try to get closer to the lever. I'm gonna we have to get closer to this lever. I think that's the key. Alright, you run a little bit. Uh it's a little hard going, so you don't get too far, but you get some distance. Nice. Next up are the brass guardians themselves. They come chomping, chomping, tromping through the uh room. The section they're running through is not particularly uh busy on the ground, so they come stomping through. And their second action is they come running right up to Iggy, who's in the front line. They have this giant axe. It's called a glaive. It's got like this curved blade up at the top. It's a little tall polearm. And they come swinging it down in a wide arc. And actually, they've got a little bit of reach on it. They don't have to get that close to you. They're about a step away from you. They swing this deadly glaive with its last action for a 25 to hit. Uh, that, that'll smash. All right. So you've been hit for only, only seven points of slashing damage. The other guardian runs, and it runs to intercept the other hero, which is Idrisil, as you're making way along that north wall. It runs twice. And actually, I suspend all of its actions to get close to you as it starts to slow down within that debris, and it is done. Next up, Xanner. Oh, it's me! So I am uh, watching exactly which direction they are going. They are headed off to the left. So I'm going to go to the right! Okay. So uh, I will run the opposite direction of the room from Idrisil so that we can be spread up, because I agree with him. I think the lever is a good way to go. So that's, I'm going to. That's one action to get to there. I'm short. I know. It takes a while. Can I target, are they, are they, okay, so I would like to target them with an electric arc. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe I'm within 30 feet of the first one. Is sure. he close enough to the second one to have an arc next to the two? No. Okay, then I will I will throw all of it at the first guy. Okay. He is, Are you making an attack roll or is it a? Uh, it is a reflex, reflex save. save. I can do a reflex save. You zap with electricity at that guy next to uh, Iggy. The creature makes a reflex save, and it's not the fastest with an eight as it tries to step away from the electricity. He's going to take the full brunt of it then. All right. How much is that? That is eight points of electric damage. Eight points of electric. You zap the creature uh, with electrical energy, and it fizzles and takes a small little burn mark on it and doesn't seem to do any perceptible damage with the max roll you just did. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> Jix, what do you have up your sleeves? Um, Jix, hearing this kind of scene, the puff of dust and hearing the, the whoosh of air coming from one of these tubes, I don't like to sound a dish. And he wants to begin to run towards that lever uh, uh, in between, in between? Um, Killian and the wall. All right. And then, no, no, no. Oh, on that side, okay. Yeah. One, two, you can almost get there. Three. All right. Okay. Running like crazy. You run past another pipe. You run trying not to slip this debris. You're right next to that weird machine and lever uh, and your turn is over. And last up is Ignal Heavybringer. What you got? You um, are toe to toe with this guy. I thought you said he was a little bit away. Yeah. Oh, that's true. He's, uh, he's so a I have step to away. Move. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to move in. 
I'm going to do a little feint. Okay. And then I'm going to swing my sword right into... All right, make a deception roll for the feint. Going left, going right. A three. A total of three? A total of three. All right. He he fainted left and then fainted left. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't quite get how faint works. Nope. All right. Now you just fall into a swing. (laughs) (laughs) Too much momentum. A natural 20. Oh, he shuts us all up at the table. (laughs) (laughs) Worked after all. Uh. 11 points of damage. 11 points of damage. You, ch- but that's with your double damage. Yeah, okay. I rolled shitty. I'm you like... slice across, you do a, a big hit, a big scrape. You pull back your sword and you see this big cut across it. It seems like it did minimal damage to the thing, but then a big chunk of its armor then falls off, exposing little bits and pieces of the brass that are barely clinging together on the inside. Mm. Nice hit. Killian, you are up. Uh, lovely. Um, Killian will... Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Before you go, Killian, uh, one more thing. There is a huge, massive blast of sonic energy that comes out of that pipe that Jix ran away from uh-huh. that hits Iggy, Killian, and Xanner. I need the ah. three of you guys mm. to make fortitude saving rolls as you are hammered by this sound, this big bellowing sound. 16. Okay, that's pass. 20 for Xanner. 23. Wow, you guys all pass. Nice job. You guys pass, you take half damage, you take three sonic damage each. Iggy, Killian, and Xanner. And at the start of the next turn, you can see two things. You can see and hear two things, actually. One, you see that there is another sound that comes out of that uh, far eastern pipe that's closest to the three of you again. Okay. And you also see some strange sections of brass and cogs starting to float and move and gather near that machine on the west it's side of the good. room. Okay. Uh, Killian, now you may take your turn. Um, Killian will move one move forward to the southwest, um, away from the sonic boom okay. and kind of heading towards the lever, but... That might get you further there. Okay. Okay. It was just a single move, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, and then um, he's going to shake his book at Iggy um, and cast Heal. You uh, shake the book? I shake my book. All right. I I'd shake, rather see Killian twerk. I shake my moneymaker. <laughs> um, and then uh, White Energy Glows and uh, transfer it over to Iggy, I'm healing up. him for 10 points nice. of damage, taking him up to 19. Okay. That'll help. Hit points. I didn't know you were that badly hurt. Yeah, he started the battle at 19, so. Idrisil, you've got the <clears throat> second Brass Guardian right in your face. You're in the northern section of the room uh, mm-hmm. in the rubble. Okay. So I'm going to do two things immediately. I'm going to. Panic is the first. What's the second? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Instead of panic, I'm going to do. Uh, I'm also going to do a feint. Okay. Uh, to try to get away from this guy. You know how it works? Uh, <laughs> I've fainted <Iggy>. before. <laughs> fainted many a time. Uh, so I'm going to do a faint, and then I'm going to withdraw my bow. Put your bow ways in action? Yes. Okay. It's, it's, the, it's the magically <laughs> infused Couldn't bow. Have stepped yep, back, but I, but but I can't. Know. 
actually. I, I suddenly have this overwhelming sense of peer pressure. <laughs> no, ooh, I'm going to do this instead. Then I'm going to faint around him. Use a second action to jump back further towards the lever in the middle of the room. Okay. So faint around him, jump to the middle of the room. Then I'm going to strike at him with a hundred shot. Okay, so you're going to try and get to the middle of the room. Uh, let me double check. I don't think he has any sweet attack of opportunities. He does not. You're able to get around him with two actions. You spin around and can shoot at yes. him. He's not your marked enemy. Keep that in mind. Uh, or you can shoot the one next to Iggy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot the one uh, next Melee to. Only. I'm going to shoot the one next to uh, Iggy. Okay. My hunted prey. So again, that's a plus eight instead of a plus seven. That's only a, that's a 10, unfortunately, a 10. but I have a second shot. You do have a second shot. Use arrow. Five. That's 21. 21 to hit. is a hit for sure. Perfect. That's 2d8 now. Ooh, and that'll be 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. Hits. Piercing damage, yeah. And goes through its little cogs and pieces on the inside and shatters a whole bunch of them. It does not resist that at all. One more time, that was 12 points of damage? Yes, 10, sir. 12. 12, yeah, two sixes. Yeah, and it starts to stumble around a bit, making weird um, clicking type noises, but still rises up and is ready for some carnage. And carnage is what's about to happen. The Northern Guardian that Idrisil just ran by spins around and goes after the first prey it sees, which happens to be a goblin named Jix. <laughs> Jix, it comes chasing after you, gets within 10 feet of you and swings its large glaive weapon and tries to cut your head clean off. Let's make a head clean off roll with a 16. No. Oh! Swings. I'm shorter than that. <laughs> <laughs> the other... Uh, Creature uh, strikes at uh, Iggy. It's right next to you, the wounded one, and it strikes with a with its glaive with a, another sixteen to hit. Nope. No. It then faints to the left. <laughs> faints to the left with a fourteen versus what's your willpower? Willpower save. Up at the top. Um. Six. Six. It Six. needed a 16 or higher. It faints and fails to faint just like you did against it. And Perfect. then it swings one more time at you with a 12 to hit. It's just all messed up from the arrow that just shattered right through its body and it can't seem to figure out what's happening. And there is a Xanner who gets to go. Okay. I'm completely ignored. So I am going to rush towards the story of your life. This is a good advantage that no one sees me. He has the middle child disadvantage. <laughs> I was going to say, his dad taught him a good lesson. <laughs> I know what to do. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm just going to run straight for the lever. All right. As far as I can get there. What's your move speed? 25? I got 25. Okay. That is one. That is two-ish, and three will get you right to it, but not in action to do anything with it this turn. Three of you are just like blitzing it like it's a quarterback or something like that. <laughs> All right, you're racing towards the lever. Just inches away is this machine, and you see there is this torso-like shape of brass and pieces that have formed and slammed together, Xanner. 
uh, of a possible third Brass Guardian. And Jix, you're right next to this. You're very close to this lever in Xanner right here. And you also have the second Guardian right behind you. Um, Jix is going to throw caution to the wind and throw himself uh, at this lever. Does, is the CC that he is on the correct side of the lever? The lever like... is leaning towards you cor- okay. right now. Yeah, so Jix just wants to run and fly through the air and hit this lever with his full mass. All is my All right, make an athletics roll. All three pounds add of add plus two. All right. He's quite athletic. How much do you weigh, Jix? I don't know. Um, Plus two, that's 14. 14. You throw yourself at it. You hit it with your shoulder like a little football. What are those things? Those little training football things, what they do in their practice? Tackle sure. dummy. Tackle dummy? <laughs> You hit this tackle dummy that is completely locked into Yay, place sports. and doesn't move an inch. You slam into it and you take two points of bludgeoning damage. You slide down the lever a bit onto your knees and say, Ouch! <laughs> you have two more actions remaining, though. Um, You're on your knees. Do I see any sort of, like, locking mechanism on the lever that's preventing it from being moved? Make a perception roll. 11. 11. You start looking around. You start moving some of this debris out of the way. You can't see anything in there. I, I don't know how it moves. You have one more action left. I want to use a fancy one. No, you faint. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see this torso forming and I hide. I dig myself under these brass cogs. Okay. Hide. You start digging and hiding. Yeah. Okay. Uh, make, make a stealth roll. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm good at stealth. That's interesting. Uh, 18. 18? Like a crab in a low <laughs> beach area at low tide, Jix starts burrowing in like and a, disappears. Like a three-year-old in a ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> With flasks of fire. Uh, okay, Jix has disappeared. Iggy, you are last in this round. You have this wounded brass guardian right in front of you. I'm going to... um. Try to demoralize it. See if that works. Okay. So an intimidation Intimidation check. roll. A 14. You uh, attempt to demoralize it and seem to have no effect. Okay. Then I'm going to rage. I'm going to like tear <laughs> up my chest and like. Do you rip off your clothes like Hulk? <laughs> Why does no one care what I look like? And then I'm going to attack him. Okay. <laughs> that gives you four hit points, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so 23. 23 is a critical hit. Yeah. Its armor is shredded. So that's two attack dice. It, it's everything doubled on your, so roll, du- roll oh, okay. twice and add all your, your modifiers twice, everything. So 20 points of damage. 20 Ooh, points nice. of damage. You just see uh, Iggy just uh, get- 24 yeah, points 24. of damage. Yell and scream, go into a rage. He swings his sword, and there's just this explosion of brass bits that just go scattering everywhere, and there's just nothing in front of you anymore. Yes. Nice. Wow. And then as soon as you do that, Iggy, you are blasted five feet to the left by a loud horn-like sound from that pipe section, and you need to make a fortitude saving throw. A 23. 23 is really good, actually. Three three points. Three points of sonic damage. Uh, That creature is done. It is 
Killian's turn. Killian, right before you go, you hear a little sound of hung. This one coming from the middle pipe at the north section of the wall. Okay. Um. <clears throat> um. Killian will try to, can I get behind using whatever actions that, uh, is that the lever, the big thing in the middle there? Big thing in the middle is the machine. Can I get behind the machine mm -hmm. away from the um, sonic horn thing that just made a sound? Two actions will get you right where you want to be. Okay. And I will hunker down. Okay, you are taking <laughs> cover. That is an action. All right. Uh, next is... Good uh, luck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Idrisil here sees and hears a couple of things. He sees the lever not move. He sees his hunted prey explode, and he gets an idea. He says, "All right, screw it." Puts his bow away, and he's just gonna tackle the forming brass thing before it can fully form. Okay. And see if he can just rip it apart you... uh, as it forms. All right, make an athletics roll. Okay. It's a plus four. I'm gonna use a hero point real quick. <laughs> okay, that was a bad roll. That was kind of a horrible roll. And we'll try again. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Even worse, nothing happens. Okay, you throw yourself at the forming section. It kind of just opens wide for a moment and then reforms around <laughs> you as you go flying through it. You oh. Okay. And you slam into the machine that it's right oh. next to, uh, and uh, you yell out as a bit as you take one point of hair damage um, <laughs> as some of your your long locks get pulled into the gears of this little weird machine. Ah. Uh, you have one more action I'll give you, too. Uh, yeah, so now I am... He thinks his life's action. <laughs> <laughs> am I away from this, the middle cannon now? Uh, no. I'm not, a, I'm not out of You're range right of that? Okay. Um... Let's see, what shall I do? You know what? I'm gonna... Five seconds. I'm gonna try to pull up the lever. Okay. Uh, see if my strength will do anything. All right, you gotta move over there. That'll be your action then, oh, to okay, move sorry. over there. All right, the creature's turn is up next. The brass guardian that remains, it stomps over on two jicks, doesn't <laughs> see you at all, and then strikes at Xander then instead, since it ah. lost its original target. And it is attacking you with two attacks. Good luck. That is a 15 to hit Xanner. That is my AC. That is a hit for huge 11 points of slashing oh damage. With one hit point oh. left. And here comes its second attack. It has a minus five to it. No, thank you. With a minus five, with a minus five, it rolled a 23. Whoa! It's still a big hit. That hits. Is that a critical hit? Not quite. No. Okay. You have been hit for only eight points of slashing damage. That's a, that knocks me to zero. Xander is brutally dropped to the ground. The creature that Idrisil just uh, dove through, you can see, is almost <laughs> nearly formed. It has legs and arms, and now its weapon is forming. Xander, you are... Uh, currently in the dying condition. 
your turn is uh, actually gets moved to the beginning of the other guy's turn. So ignore everything I'm about to tell you. Okay, it is not your turn. Jix, go. Um, Jix grabs a... a um, You're right underneath this thing. Mm-hmm. Jix grabs a bomb out from underneath. You're making out, like you're making like squeaky out. dog toy noises every time he steps. <laughs> uh, grabs a bomb uh, from his belt. Okay. And hooks up and just throws it straight up um, above him at this brass automaton. Okay. You what kind of what kind of uh, potion is this? This is a Tanglefoot bag. A Tanglefoot bag. All right. You. It hits him automatically. Okay. Make a roll, and if you hit, you get a critical hit instead. Okay. It's so close. He's so not expecting you to be there. All right. So, 18. 18. You throw your tangle foot bag just a few feet above you, and you hit him with a critical hit. Nice. So, what happens visually? Um,. <laughs> so what you see is out of this this bed of cogs and brass <coughs> things on the floor, you see this bag fly up out of the ground and uh, hit this construct just pretty much in the groin. And, and as the bag breaks open, uh, this black sticky uh, web just like comes up around him and, tang- and entangles this construct in this black sticky stuff. Um... On a critical, he's immobilized for one round. Okay, so he cannot move at all. No, nope. which means neither can you. Uh, that's so he might be I might, maybe, maybe not, but more, important, more importantly, he is immobilized for one round before he can even begin to try and take it off. Nice. Uh, and you also... Oh, I have two more. No, one more. Yeah, you have one more. No, no, you have two. No, you took one out and took then you it threw, out, it. Yeah, yeah. threw it. Yeah, yeah. One more action move. left. Um, you find, by the way, yourself lightly adhered to the creature. Okay. There's uh, a whole bunch of cogs attached to it, and uh, you are lightly attached by these weird strands. <laughs> then I'll use I'll use one of the necessary interact uh, actions to try and uh, unstick myself. Okay, go for it. Oh, it's it's an automatic. It takes three interact actions to oh. unstick. So. I'm using one, so. Or you can make an athletics roll. I could do an escape. Yeah. I could do an escape. Yeah, just make an athletics roll and then. Right. It's a gamble then. So. I do not escape. Okay. Your tangle foot bag magic is stronger Mm -hmm. than your strength is. All right, you are done. Next up is Iggy. So that new creature getting formed is like, right? Where's that at? On the east side of the of the uh, machine. Okay, so can I, um, Here, if I move, move, can I get to him? Uh, yes, I believe Okay, you can. so then I will do a sudden charge. Ooh. And uh, strike at. All right, you go racing right up, and with your sudden charge ability, with two moves, you get a free attack. Yep. With a 23. Ooh, it's a huge hit. Is that a critical? Uh. No. I don't know. No. Uh, with uh, seven points of damage. I'm going to say that's a critical. It doesn't have all of its form stuff done. It's not fully protected. Oh! Nice. 
So 34 points Are of damage. Are you kidding <laughs> <laughs> You slaughtered the thing. You still have an action left. Would you like to strike a pose? Uh, <laughs> Holy cow. So it's gone? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so then I'll move next to Jesus. I'll move next to the machine. Uh, You're just slaughtering these things left and right. Yeah. All right, you were right next to the machine. Well, that that was a lot. Of, I'm sad that my new guy took so long to make, <laughs> and he's instantly gone. <laughs> All right. Uh, good news, uh, Iggy. As soon as you ran in there, you ran into the zone of the blasting sound. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I need Xanner. I need Iggy and 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 Idrisil and Killian to make fort saves. And Idrisil and Killian, you guys add plus two because you have some protection behind the machine. 18. Good. 14. Not good. You take six point. Killian. 22 for Idrisil. You're good. Natural uh, you three. Natural 20. You take no damage and um, you can uh, move five feet somewhere if you want as well. Oh, no, I'm good where I'm at. Okay. And Jix, you made your save? I did. So you took three points? Three. That's, nope, not, uh-uh. No, not Jix. No, Jix no, no, Xander. Took zero. Xander's oh. very, very unconscious still. Oh, like yeah, Xander's down. So that does that knock his dying condition to two? Yes. Even though I made it. Uh, you, yeah, you still, All right. yeah, the roll doesn't matter at that point, yeah. Yikes. Uh, okay. It is a new turn, and... Uh, Iggy, you can hear in the middle pipe section again, it makes that yep. uh, hooting sound. The middle one, you say? Yep, the middle one. And, uh, Jinx, throw a bomb down that pipe. <laughs> uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> I've been waiting so long to hear you say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jinx is not sure that's going to... Help. <laughs> oh, not sure it's gonna help. Oh, it either, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Killian, what um, are you gonna do? Uh, Killian is going to head further to the west. Run uh, away! Towards the portcullis on a single move, and then um, he's gonna spin around dramatically, um, hold his book out, glows white, <laughs> shake it a little bit, okay, jiggle it around, uh, and cast, um, his healing magic upon Xanner. Healing him for 13 points of damage. What's your max hit point, Xanner? Uh, 16, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> so get up, you lazy gnome. You feel the breath of life go and flow through you. You lose the dying condition entirely. Uh, so you're, you can take your action. You, however, gain the wounded one condition, which will make you more vulnerable if you get knocked down. Idrisil, what you up to? Okay. Um, Doodling. <laughs> I came all this way over here. I'm going to try to pull the lever really quickly. All right. Make an See athletics him. roll. I'm stronger than the goblin. It's a seven. Seven. <laughs> you hear from, from underneath the car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get out of the way, Jix. You're clogging the machine. You hear Jix say, you're pushing. You need to pull. Uh, <laughs> Try again if you'd like. Uh, no, so okay. that's an action. <laughs> hey, uh, Iggy, do you mobile. think you're strong enough to do this? I'm going to take a second action to back up towards... Killian. Okay. 
And do we, I have my bow out? We do have an immobilized automaton here. For, that's well, like, that's what I was about to do, but I need to draw my weapon. Yeah, so that'll Killian's be... Yeah, kind of like looking at the bow. <laughs> <laughs> Super glowing. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. but I was too close. I was, I was too close. <laughs> Killian, I was too oh. close to it back over there, so I'm gonna draw oh. my weapon now and just wait. All right, you got your bow out, yeah. ready to go. Um, That's my last action. If you want, just for reference with the bow, uh, for later on in the future, there is the short bow, which has no penalty for being up close. Has less range, which hasn't been a huge factor for you, Yeah. but it doesn't have the cool deadly critical damage bonus. You could carry two boats. Just something to think about. Mm. Something to think about. Xander, you're up. <laughs> Yay! But, okay. But, but not up. But, but I, I mean, it's your turn. I'm, I'm pro. Yes. And conscious. You spit out some brass <laughs> bolts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you're next to the machine and the lever and the new formation of strange brass guardian that is starting up again. Different one. Um, okay, so I would like to, since I'm down and just looking, can I do a perception roll on the lever to see how it's working? Yeah, absolutely. Make a perception or crafting roll. Probably should have made that enough. That sounds neat. Um, I'm going to roll perception real quick. Just take a look at it real quick. Uh, 16. 16. You see no function of any latch or pull or what it's connected to. It's just, just sitting there. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I will. that the uh, the frozen automaton behind me. It, totally within reach of its weapon. Yes. Continue. And uh, on the flip side of me, I, that's the machine. Yes. That that is worrying. It's doing stuff. Oh yeah. It's 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 cranking away. You see weird little cogs and gears moving around. It makes that little whirring noise like you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna throw fire into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we're done. What kind of fire are you doing? Uh, so I'm I, I'm going to use. Uh, it's produced flames or burning hands. I think are your two options. There's a, there's a lot of people around me. I don't think I'm going to do burning hands just yet, but I can absolutely do a produced flame. Okay. Right for Matt. So I'll, I will just my hand will just glow with, with a bright orange. I will grab a, a big fist of fire and I'll toss it right into it. All right. And uh, you automatically hit. Just roll your damage. You're so close and it not dodging in any way. Uh, that is eight. Eight points of damage. You throw that in there. You throw the fire. There is a gout of flame that shoots out of it on the other side that you didn't create. And then the whole thing starts to slow down and then it stops. The pieces that were right next to you and Iggy that were forming together to create another guardian fall to the ground. And the portculus starts to slowly rise up a couple feet and then stops. The door you guys came in uh, swings open slowly, and then the lever goes chunk and moves a few inches. Just a few. I did a thing! Good, good job! <laughs> a thing has been done! What, what about the uh, webbed automaton? The web automaton, he is, he's going to attack Xander, actually, is what's going to happen. He is Son still there. Uh, he's, he's immobile. He is immobile, yes. He also is within, like, five feet of him and has a weapon that has a range of ten. Um, can he use, what, hold on. Oh. Wise. Is that oh. an effect? Yeah, immobilized just means he cannot move physically, uh, right. location. 
So he's just gonna make multiple attacks on Xanner, and I don't think he's going to need them as he just rolled a natural 20 on his first hit. Oh, dang. Xanner, with his back to him, proudly says, I did a thing! And you get hit with this weapon, which also has the deadly critical bonus. This is like triple, triple deadly. Oosh, oosh, here comes the pain. <laughs> he does. 22. Well, that was a waste of a heal. <laughs> 22. <laughs> I didn't think wrong. Points of slashing damage. You are knocked down unconscious again. I only got so many of those. You are dying. <laughs> since you were wounded, you start at dying two. Ooh. And since a critical sent you into there, you're at dying three. Oh, God. <laughs> right. It's a comfortable place. <laughs> I just wanted my turn. It then spends two actions hacking and hacking away at these tendrils as it's trying to get towards Iggy, but it can't quite get there. Okay. Wasting its turn. Good, good tangle. Uh, that is it. It is Jix, your turn. You're still underneath this thing. I am. The blood of Xanner dripping off its weapon onto your chest. That tastes <laughs> like gnome blood. <laughs> um, I pop up out. No. Surprise! I take, uh, yeah, I do. I pop up. He's doing the list without a character comment. <laughs> I pop up with sickle in hand. Okay. And I look up above me and say, surprise, motherfucker! Okay. <laughs> and whack at this automaton with all right. a sickle. That will be all three of your actions to do all of that. Uh, however, he is beyond flat-footed, so we will give you a huge plus three to hit him. All right. This is your first sickle attack, maybe? Uh, uh well, in, yeah, this in the realm. reboot. All sure. right. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, 13. 13, you swing and scrape armored gonads. You said plus three? Yes. 16. Same effect. You scrape and what's your damage? Cool. Uh, Two! Two! You do so little damage to it, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, you boldly do this huge heroic maneuver and nothing came of it, sadly. <laughs> well, Iggy, you're covered in the dust of brass and animatrons all over you. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you like to do? This thing is just pulling hard to get free of these strands to get I'm gonna to you. smack my fist on the machine. Kill this! And then I'm going to sudden charge the automaton uh, that just Attacked. All right. Yeah. You you jump over Xanner's uh, dying body and uh, throw yourself at this creature. Go for it. Is he he's flat footed? So I get a plus bonus on yes, this. Yes, plus two. Ooh. Uh, twelve. Twelve is a miss. Yes. Yeah. You have one more action left. <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna try since I've I've been pretty successful in. Killing these, I'm gonna recall knowledge on this bastard. Oh, all right. You make an arcana roll. Oh, my specialty. 
by six. Okay. Uh, they taste coppery. Yep. Uh, <laughs> They're brassy. There is a blast of sonic sound that hits. Oh, no. Iggy, make a fortitude saving throw. A 26. You take no damage whatsoever. Wow, that's two criticals in a row, I think, for you with this. At the other end of the scale, it doesn't matter what you roll, Xanner. You are now at dying four. If you get to dying five, you are dead. Oh, God. Wow. Stop moving up on the dying level. (laughs) Trying. At the end of the round and start of a new round, killing, you watch the north wall. There are no sounds emanating from any of the pipes. And it is your turn. Hmm. What to do? (laughs) (laughs) I have an idea! (laughs) Killian will call upon the goddess Karahel to prevent his faithful companion Xanner from dying an untimely death. I hear you (laughs) eye-rolling. Calling on Karahel. Oh, Karahel. Save the gnome. Um, And we'll... Stabilize. Stabilize him. Yes. Not burning the heel, but stabilizing him. Okay. (laughs) You have been stabilized. Good news, you lose all of the dying condition. Bad news is your wounded level goes up to two, making you more vulnerable to further knockdowns. Yikes. And again, anyone listening, we do uh, dying at five as death as a house rule for how we're handling wound and all that stuff. We're ratcheting up damage in one way and just tuning around a little bit. And I will, because I have one action action left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will recall knowledge. Okay. Uh, Arcana roll, I believe I said. No, Mm -hmm. Arcana or crafting. We're going to go with Arcana. Total of 20. Total of 20. You glean a piece of information. You have heard about such things as this. Uh, You believe you need to take this creature down to half its health? or deliver a critical hit to remove a huge chunk of its protective uh, armor. Okay. And Idrisil, you have your uh, bow out, I believe now. Idrisil has his bow grasped, his, eye, his head's down, his eyes are closed. He marks in his mind the prey okay, marking of the, the prey. tangled brass structure, and he looks up, his eyes are now glowing red and he shoots this thing with a haunted shot. Okay. With a plus eight, once again. Ooh, yeah, that's a 23 to hit. Uh, and you get plus two, he's immobilized. That's a 25 to hit. 25 to hit is a hit. Is that not critical? No. All right, well, that'll be 14 points of damage. 14 points of damage, you, really? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Oh, because of the magic bow. Because of the magic bow. 14 points of damage. You hit your arrow. You you know it's going to bounce really? off, but then it goes through. Yeah, your thought is my thought. Oh, really? It went in. <laughs> and you see it sticks in. You actually did some damage to this sucker. Nice. You have another shot coming. I have another shot. It's harder each shot, though. Plus five. Don't forget it's immobilized still. That's a 23 again. Plus two, 25 again. Wow. That's a hit. What's the damage? Ooh, that's a... Uh, 11 points of damage. 11 points of damage. You hit the creature again. You have two actions left. No, you have one action left. Does not some of that armor then fall off? Nope. Oh, God. Wow. I'm just going to shoot at it again. So that's not even down to half. We're just going to shoot at it again. This time, it's only a plus two. 
16 to hit? 16 to hit it's is still immobilized. What's your total? 18 to hit? Makes a difference. <laughs> Jix, I gotta say, sometimes you're just like, oh, am I not doing a lot of this? And sometimes you, oh, the edge crunch. makes the difference. That was a huge immobilize. You hit him. All right. Magic bow in hand. That's <laughs> seven more points of damage. Seven points of damage. It bounces off of it. Okay. Oh. oh, wow. And I have one more. I have one more. Uh, Move here, right? Mark, shoot, shoot, and then Last you just one? shot. Okay, yeah, right. you're good. One, you're cool. done. You did some damage, though. How many points total was that? Uh, Xanner, you're a lot. No, you're a stabilized. You get to not play the game at all, I'm afraid. Next up is <laughs> the <laughs> Brass Guardian. It's... It might be safer that way. <laughs> <laughs> it has three attacks. It's going to start at 11 o'clock and swing around and hit all three of you as best it can. So it swings <laughs> at Jix with its first big hit for a 19 to hit. Ooh, that does. Jix has been sliced, but huge 11 points of Whoa. slashing damage. Still on your feet? Yeah. Two. It then uses that momentum because the glaive has a forceful bonus to do bonus damage on subsequent attacks. And it swings that in a circle coming around towards Iggy for 20 total to hit. Hits. And you get hit for nine points of slashing damage. Leaving him with 11. And it keeps that even more forceful damage swinging around towards Xanner. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> he stands up. <laughs> I feel happy. <laughs> uh, with a 12 to hit. That does not hit. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. The first time a tuft of hair from behind you goes flying <laughs> off. What's happening? Uh, Jix. What do you, oh, and it still is attached. It has one, it's still attached yeah, it by did the tendrils. Not yeah. Detach itself. It's so just it's going around like a Cuisinart attacking everyone. <laughs> um. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jix. Shit. Takes out. Uh, Jix is like, I thought this battle was over two turns ago. <laughs> did I just, did I not just shave your ashes or what? Uh, he takes uh, an elixir of life out, and knocks that back. That's two actions. That's, oh, that's two actions. And then, um, with his other hand, with the sickle still in it, drives drives the sickle into the back of the automaton. All right, I'm imagining those are all happening at the same time. Like you're just chugging and <laughs> yeah. at the same exact time. Exactly. So is that flanking then as well? Uh, you can only be uh, flat-footed one okay. level. So you get a plus two to your sickle. I tried. Are you looking up the elixir of life? Yeah, 1d6. 1d6. Ooh, nice. Six. Full heal on that potion. That's back um, up to eight. Yeah, and then with my sickle. Oh, no. <clears throat> Did you uh, give him a waxing this time? What's going on? What was the roll? It was a two. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm trying to think if I should I'm use a hero point. I do. I want to use a hero point. Okay. Not a session left. Rolling a second time by burning that hero point. There we go. 17 plus six. Yeah, is 23. That's a hit. Roll your damage. Uh, so that's four damage. All right. You glance off and do no damage whatsoever. <laughs> Mother! <laughs> Was that your max damage? No, almost. All right. But... All right. Uh, okay. 
It is... Well, that was not a good idea. Iggy's turn. Iggy, you are feeling angry at getting hit. Your friends are getting hit. You're feeling emboldened by your destruction of these other two Brass Guardians. By the way, that has caused you to gain one hero point. Oh, nice. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna attack this thing. Okay. I'm gonna use that hero point. Awesome. Uh, 27. 27 is a critical hit. Nice. Its armor is now shattered, regardless of what you roll. Uh, that's, <laughs> that would be that's awesome. An extra 20 points of damage. Um. Uh, 19 points of damage. 19 points of damage. Its armor absorbs a good section of that. You shear it off. Chunks of big plates come off. It's now like this frail little skeleton of brass still hanging in there, kind of like Ultron when he first appeared at the Avengers. Boy, I'm really nerding it out. All right, keep going, Higgy. Um, (laughs) Yay, sports. (laughs) I'm going to swing at it again with a penalty. And don't forget, you do get the plus two. He's mobilized. Uh, Perfect. A non-natural 20. Is a hit. Uh, 14 points of damage. You may take it down. Oh, nice. So nice, I, nice work, Iggy. I'm glad I got it. I got it, got it loose for I you. Just, <laughs> I just plunge my sword into his guts, all the gears, and they just start oh. blowing apart. Okay. Boom. There's a third explosion of brass and stuff. Everyone ducks as uh, Iggy has slain a third one. It just so catches one of the arrows that uh, flies out. <laughs> <laughs> I pick up one more brass cog. (laughs) (laughs) The machine starts again. (laughs) That wasn't so hard. Rice? (laughs) We did fine. Iggy, uh... He's safe from near the grave. (laughs) Uh, Jix walks over to that lever and now tries to... Wait. Move the lever. Wait. Hold. (laughs) You're being pulled back by your collar. I want to see what this bitch does. No, no, no. Not just yet. Idrisil would like to uh, say something. I was just going to do an action. I'm just going to say something. Uh, I think we should stuff some of the debris in these pipes. For shrapnel? I think since the machines... They haven't haven't, uh, hurt us since the the machine shut down. But I feel like the first thing we should do is get our poor gnome friend... uh, they like n- not dead. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'll I don't give, know. I'll give, <laughs> yeah, let's like, put that through a party vote. <laughs> we could do a group heal, but you know, I'm just saying that Xanner, you know, he threw some fire in the pipe and it stopped. What? He threw fire into the machine. In the yeah, machine. Yeah, no, into the machine. Yeah, okay, okay. So are you saying he's to blame for this? We should stuff the machine full of debris. Yeah. It's up to you. Thank you for not stuffing the machine full of Xanner. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Killian is taking this time to begin healing. In what uh, way? Uh, the with uh, healer's, healer's kit. kit. Okay, you taking get up. the ten minutes. You start spending about and ten please, minutes. To heal. No lever pulling for the next ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Jix, come over here and hold my hand. <laughs> Must touch the lever. Jix is pacing. Jix with his other hand. That's I, not. Oh, by the way, I almost gave Jix a hero point for not opening the chest down below labeled rats. Right. <laughs> spiders. 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 spiders with the spiders. Yeah, spiders. Yeah. Uh, Jix with his free hand that's not being held by Iggy will uh, spend ten minutes to. 
patch himself up. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure where you were going to go with it. That's true. I guess I could do the same thing. Oh, are we not doing a group? Myself. Are we not doing a group heal? No, that I, takes an hour. Oh well, I have eight hit points. So okay. I throw you. Let's a, that out, guys. I throw you. I throw you, I throw you a uh, an elixir of life. That'll heal you. And I spend ten minutes to heal myself five Same. points. All right. Uh, so, you, so did you want to drink that or save it? I'm gonna drink it. Okay. Sell 1D6. it. It's a one d six. Anybody want to buy elixir? <laughs> Sell it right back to him. Snake oil, anyone? Three All hit right. points. There you go. You're living life. Okay, uh, you guys spend 10 minutes and some healing is done to Xanner, Jix, and uh, Iggy. And you guys are still in this room. You can feel How the cold. How much did you heal Iggy? Five. Five. You can feel the cold wind blowing in through that balcony outside. Um, who is right there? Xanner, you are conscious, right? You have positive hit points. Yes. As you rise up, Killian, you see Xander uh, rise to his knees. He shakes his head. He has found something else that he's pulled out of the debris. And you're like, oh, God, what next? Xander, you have found next to the machine uh, some thieves' tools that someone had been trying Ooh. to use on this machine. You now have thieves' tools. Yeah! I don't know what your thievery is capable of, but they're in your possession right We're going to make it better. My, oh, I. you don't want them, I do. Didn't, uh... Downstairs, didn't the thing talk about thieves? Mm -hmm. Specifically, it said all thieves are doomed. Is he stuffing thieves tools in his pocket? <laughs> yeah, don't let him see you with those. I don't know what that means, though. Very, very cryptic. Iggy gestures towards the lever. Jicks. Yeah. Ah. Uh, as you will. Uh, here we go. <laughs> he runs over like it's Christmas. And he, he he does the same move that he tried the first time. He just runs and flies. Throws right at it. Flies at the lever. Necessarily. Okay. Only one at max hit points, so go ahead. All right, you throw yourself at it. Make an athletics roll, please. 22. A 22. You throw yourself at it. You hit it square. The lever comes flying over. It's completely. Woo! Yeah, you go flying a couple <laughs> feet across, rolling into some debris, and the lever goes chunk and goes to the far side. There is nothing that happens when you do that. Okay. That means there's a surprise waiting outside, I'm sure. Mm, that or the. the then you feel a rumbling oh, sound. <laughs> and you hear a, like a stoned crunching sound and some sort of falling sound from outside. And then it starts to get very loud. You can feel the room just shake uh, light. Well, is anything happening with the, with the porch? The balcony? Yeah. Uh, there's a porculus covering the top two thirds of it. It's raised up a little bit. Uh, Can I go over to it and lift it up? Yeah, you go over to it, you start heaving up, it's loose, and you're able to lift it up, and you hear it uh, catch on something, and it, now it's permanently up. And then I go out on right. the balcony and see what's going on. Out there is a balcony. It's about, uh, you're 50 feet up. This balcony has no railing of any kind. You can see the valley you're in with the cloud, the heavy cloud cover, uh, the cold wind blowing against your cloak. You can see just below the balcony 
that just a half-constructed uh, tower roof section is actually rising as a second tower is rising out of the ground. The whole ground shakes and shakes. This whole floor shakes. The whole ground of debris starts to shake. And you see this, this tower top coming up, 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 very close to your tower as it rises up and starts to uh, approach your balcony section, actually. Well, this is cool. <laughs> and the whole thing continues to rise. Chunks of stone and dirt and debris that were clinging to it since it's been buried underground for who knows how long fall off. It looks almost identical to the one you guys are in and is somehow being raised up out of the ground. It is also 50 feet tall and comes up, up, up. The the pinnacle top of the tower comes up to your view uh, by your foot, rises past your view, goes above you, and then a duplicate balcony with a small little walkway to span the two comes in right in front of you, Iggy, and the whole thing stops. The big there's the rustle of dirt and debris and uh, everything is just quiet from the wind again. Guys, let's check it out. We just leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll walk across. The... I, I have no more heels. Uh, well, it doesn't hurt to check it out. We can always run. It may hurt <laughs> a lot. <laughs> we did say that about the caves. But I want to see. Yeah. Kick starts. Yeah. Heading into the uh, the other. Xander <laughs> follows Jicks. Okay. Uh, the two of them make your way across. The cold wind blows. Uh-huh. Almost kind of wants to blow you off these balconies. You have to do a little hop to get across, but it's safe enough. Killian follows. All right. I imagine. Who's last? Idrisil and uh, Iggy. Yeah, Idrisil was almost going to jump on the tower as it was rising. So, yeah, he's he's already walking across. Iggy, you are last. As you go across last, you do see on your balcony section attached to the wall is a small metal box about bread box sized and attached about hip level. Oh, what's that? It's a small, it's a small metal, metal box. box. No, I want to go over to it and he examine says, it. He walks over to the investigator. <laughs> wasn't sure if that was the character. <laughs> no, I wasn't sure. Uh, you head over. There is a small latch uh, um, that is on there that has a little cheap lock on it that looks very rusted. Yeah, I'll take my dagger out and break it. Okay, you break it with ease. You Flip open the box with your face right there to see what's inside, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and inside... <laughs> it's a boxing glove that punches out. ...are the spiders from the chest below. <laughs> uh, inside, you see there are a couple tools that have been stashed here for use on the balcony for some reason or another. You see there is a spyglass that is located here. Okay. And it's not the most collapsible thing, but there is a spyglass. Okay. You also see a handle device. It looks like looks like a thick mace handle, but instead of a weapon at the end, there is a flame uh, flickering at the end. And you're trying to figure out what's going on with this. And uh, you have this weird metal torch that you see there. And then there is a strange stick that looks like a really thick piece of incense. I want to look through the spyglass. All right. Is it just the spyglass? You look through the spyglass. You look across the valley. You look at the other tower across the way. You look at the back of Idrisil's head. They all look normal. Okay. 
and fabulous. Back of your head is ridiculous. Uh, and then I'm gonna go with the mace, the mace flame thing and the incense in each hand to the rest of the group and be like, look what I found. They are ignoring you and they are entering the second tower. So I'm gonna I'll enter the second tower. All right. <laughs> Running in. Ah, <laughs> Jix and Xander, you guys were first into the second tower. Mm-hmm. Xander, you grab onto Jix's collar and catch him from falling as this tower is completely hollow all the way down 50 feet. It comes right to an end at this balcony. You can see there is a wide, not wide, but a long metal beam that stretches straight across from the balcony uh, to the other side, a metal beam. Hanging from that is a thin piece of metal, maybe the staff width that goes down a bit. And underneath that is a mass of gears that move around each other, forming a sphere in a completely non-mechanical way. It looks bizarrely magical. Uh, Metal gears of iron and steel and brass and copper, and they're all just connecting, but kind of bending and curving to keep the spherical shape moving amongst each other kind of like a, a, a dance of living things, but it's uh, mechanical looking, but it's not. It's very interesting, beautiful and bizarre. And it hangs about 15, 20 feet down from this top beam. Down below is, again, it just drops 50 feet. There's a, an open doorway. You can see light spilling in. There's a couple of windows with some light spilling in, and that's what you see. What, what do you want to do? Oh. Uh, this must be the Girsh uh, on the map. But they're not. They, what are they doing? This is a magic set I've never seen before. Maybe. Killian comes in, almost knocks the two of you off down into oblivion. No, wait! <laughs> uh, looking at it, can, has Killian ever seen the like of this before? No. Is there anything in his experience uh, recalling knowledge? And nope, lore? you've never seen anything uh, like this. And it's just hanging by a rope? Uh, no, it's hanging by a, a metal rod, like a, like a, as, as wide as a staff and about 15 feet long. It's somehow attached to this beam in the middle. So it's essentially suspended in the middle of this tower. Killian and Xanner and Jix, who are almost knocked in by Idrisil as he enters this area. No, wait! I don't have good luck with magical spheres, so. Okay, all right, that's true. Alone. <laughs> Idrisil uh, takes a look at this thing um, and... Takes his bow out slowly. Okay. Killian backs away. (laughs) Killian, you back away and you back into an excited Iggy who comes running in with two treasures in his hand, slamming into all four of you. I need all four of you to make reflex saving throws. (laughs) No way. You're totally fine. Perfect. That's a 17 for me. All right. 11. All right. But I was backing up. No, that's great. <laughs> 10. 10. 11. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Iggy, you slam into Idrisil, who slams into Killian, who was backing up. Killian, you slip and fall and get pushed a bit, and you do an America's Funniest Home video on the beam and take one point of embarrassing bludgeoning damage. Mm-hmm. You are now straddling it, and you pushed... Uh, uh, Xanner and Xanner, you go stumbling quickly out onto the beam, and you are now about five feet out, teeteringly, 
teetering precariously. When you did that, you hit Jix, who was in the front. Jix, you got hit and you slid off and you did not land on the beam and you have caught the beam and are dangling from the beam. N- little help here, guys. Just pull yourself up. Asshole. <laughs> Cell, uh being startled and stumbling, puts his bow away quickly and runs to grab Jix and puts his arm out. You've got two people in the way of you. Oh, they're in my way? Yeah. Killian's <laughs> push him off. <laughs> move, move. Killian's straddling it. How wide? Killian's nursing his balls. That he just uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, you know what I'll do? I will. Uh, we're all scrunched up together. So, Killian, grab Xanar. Xanar, grab Jix, and we'll all pull together. Uh, no. <laughs> and I'm stuck crawling away. Oh, okay, yeah, you're crawling did, away like, from d- that chaos. Well, trying to get well, back on the What are the ledge? dimensions of this thing? Because I can either push them out of the way or I can't. And no, no, if I can't do yeah, that, no, you can't move. No, it's like half of a steel girder. It's like a balance beam. A yeah, Olympic so balance beam. my idea is the only one that works. Just Killian is crawling <laughs> away to get out of that beam. Well, no, 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 no. I'm trying to, like, get back to the, the platform. The ledge, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, away okay. from these guys. Yeah. Uh, Xander, what would you like to do? Pure okay? I mean, other um, than the dangling? He's dangling for his life, yes. J- Jix, do you can need I, help? Can I help? I, 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 give me your stinking hand. I walk over to Jix. I'm okay. going to give him a stinking hand. All right, so the two arguably weakest members of the party are now working together to haul Jix out. Uh, Idrisil, uh, Killian has gotten out of the way. Did you want to do something to help? Yeah, I, uh, I'm pushing See, I Xander helped, out of the way I now. I helped by getting out of the way. <laughs> I'm gonna push Xander out of the way. I'm gonna get on my stomach and I'm gonna reach for Z- Jix and I'm gonna. I'm, I'm holding Xander's yeah, hand. Yeah, Xander's hand and Xander's on a balance beam in front of you. If you, you push, him, you out push him out of the way, he's, he's going doomed. 50 feet down. Well, then I'll ground. grab Xander. Okay. And I'll pull. You grab onto Xander and pull. Then Idrisil, make an athletics roll. You get plus two Good. from. No, actually, don't roll that yet. I need Xander to make an athletics roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's a uh, 14. 14. Each will go ahead and make a roll. You get a plus one for Xander's help. That's a 12. 12. You pull and you pull. And the good news is that no one falls to their death. Good. The bad news is that Xander has now lost a bit of his footing. And Xander, you now slide down and yeah. slam your crotch Dang. into the beam. <laughs> you take one point of bludgeoning damage. I'm unconscious. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's dying. <laughs> You're dying for. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, you guys are still all holding on to each other. Uh, Xander, you can make another athletics roll. Okay. This time with minus one due to your positioning. Come on, you clowns. Stop helping. Stop helping. Uh, ten. A ten. So all right. minus one, nine. Sorry. You're still, you can try again. You get no bonus. Yeah, yeah. So they stumble. Now with the other hand, I grab Xander. Oh, come on, Xander. That's a minus one, you said? Nope, just normal. Oh, just normal. Okay, yeah, and with normal. athletics, that'll be a plus 21. 21! You are able to pull Xanner to safety and Jix as well, and everyone is back onto the edge of the balcony. See. Okay, everyone, let's do this slowly. Iggy then knocks you all back yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> Iggy, what are Can those? I see what I found? It's uh, a. Uh, I, I don't know, an eternal flame and some incense, or I don't know what to make of it. I kind of want to light the incense. Let me smell it. Maybe just put it in his pocket for a while. I, was, I want to 
put it up to your uh, nose. I just want to smell it and see what I can discern. Wait, uh, Where you did need, you find those? You would need 10 minutes to spend some time with this. I'm just going to take this over here. <laughs> they they were in a, spend some time alone. They were in a box that you guys all locked. I need that flame, too. <laughs> you guys all walked right by. <laughs> just give me about 10 minutes. Anyone got a blanket? <laughs> Put it over me. <laughs> Anyone like to party? Be cool, be cool. Don't tell me. <laughs> what side of the walkway was the box on? It was on the other tower. Was there one on this tower? Uh, I'll look. You Because I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you look, you uh, see there is no box. You excitedly run back to tell them there's no box. No, nope, nope. Just on the <laughs> other one. I want to know what kind of magic does this with the gears. Do you think I could stand on what, top of it? What kind of magic does this About with nine the, more minutes, guys. That's all I need. A flame that doesn't go out. You cast spliff over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much smoke. What's the... Uh, did you see anything in this? this There's uh, a spyglass, too. Yeah, did you see anything in there? I saw the back of your head. And? It's pretty. <laughs> it's a familiar sight. <laughs> he gets a little turned on. Jack stops working and looks up. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, can, I, can I borrow that spyglass real quick? Yeah, just give it back. <laughs> I take the spyglass and I use it to look down. I, I know it's only 15 feet away, but uh -huh. I want to get a closer look at the gears. So I want to look at the sphere All right. with it. Uh, you're immediately disappointed because it's a kaleidoscope. Oh, no. no. Just <laughs> There's so many. Uh, you look through the spyglass. Uh, make a perception roll with plus three. That's a natural 20, bringing it to a 26. Don't need the total. 20 is a 20. Natural 20 is great. You can see... Contained within is a gear piece that is not connected to the rest of it that appears to be the nougaty center of this sphere of hogs that's all revolving, again, hanging, suspended by this pole in the, in the middle of the... Okay, there is one gear inside the rest that is a solitary piece that's not connected to the other ones. I think that's the gear we're here for. Idrisil takes his bow out very slyly and just looks at Xanar. One piece, you say? And I fake, I, I faint. <laughs> a strike. <laughs> Idrisil's like one of those bad action movies where like he cocks his weapon five times in yeah. the scene. You're thing. right about that. <laughs> Keeps doing the thumb hair yeah. on, on a sliding <laughs> pistol. <laughs> no, no, I put it away. Okay. Uh, I hand the mace with the flame to you. Okay. To Killian? To Killian. And then I'm going to walk down the stairs. So I have a flaming mace now, is that correct? Uh, it's it's just like a mace, a mace handle. handle. Like some flame on it. But there's no mace in it, it's just a handle. It's like a, those uh, industrial flashlights, what are they called? The big ones? Mag -light. Mag, it's like a mag light, uh, except at the end, there's a, an Olympic flame at the end of it. And Iggy... 
you go uh, to walk down the stairs and Xanar again, you grab someone by the collar and you stop Biggie because there are absolutely no stairs. Oh, I thought you said it no. was. Oh. No. Sorry. It's just a balance beam. Yep. Want to try again, Iggy? We might be you able to. You said there was a door though. Down. You have to go down the other tower. Yeah. The and you can, there's nothing down there but just chunks of raw dirt and earth mm -hmm. that have fallen through the windows. I've got two ideas. My first is we balance and stand on top of the cogs, maybe. Sliding down the pole, I might be able to read its aura. We might be able to see what happens with it. There is a chance it might attack us and fight back. Second idea. We go down, trigger the lever on its way back, and let the tower lower itself to where we need it again to see if we can stop it at that point. Mm. There's still going to be a 50-foot drop, or still going to be a drop. My idea was to go down there and in case it falls. But this doorway that we just walked into, if that's ground level, then it's not that much far of a drop anymore. I don't think that lever is going to cause that tower to, to retract back into the ground. I think once... Hang on! And I start running out to, to go to the lever of the other side. Okay. You run to the other tower, you uh, grab the lever and you pull it, and it's just floppy and loose lever and doesn't seem to do it. You're right! Story <laughs> of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pray to Kara Hill. <laughs> I come back a little bit despondent that the idea didn't work out. All right. <laughs> Mm. Six more. I just Jix just needs six more minutes, guys. Keep going. <laughs> maybe, maybe I can get on top of it. That's oh. what she said. <laughs> I was gonna rappel down with some rope uh, and see if I can. I don't really have an idea. I just want to get down there. You can go back through the, the other tower, walk yeah, back down, and then go through the but doorway. that ruins. Then I have to talk to the sphere thing, and he doesn't like me because he's racist. And can I clarify something about the the gear of spheres? Sphere of gears. The yes. Sphere gear. Yes. Is it moving? It is moving. Is that correct? The overall sphere is not moving. The gears around that make up the shape. Yes, they're all moving around, creating this it's shape. Like a nucleus. But, 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 but not yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. all in teeth, it's, but it's just, it's this mass. Yes. That's okay, that's what I just wanted to give now, Like it's a shell of cogs and stuff that are rotating, but they're also kind of bent around to create that sphere shape, but they're not all maintaining their own shape as they move around at different times. And then every so often in between, when you saw that spyglass, you could see between cogs, there's this other shape in the middle of a mm. suspended gear. How is the pole attached? The one that's attached to the beam. They're on a 15-foot yeah. pole. How is that attached to the beam? Um, There is a small pin-like attachment there. Uh -huh. And how big is the sphere? 15 oh. feet in diameter. Jesus Christ. It's okay. possible, like... Like what we're thinking is not like, like we're not, it could just be a mechanism for the tower yeah, and not something that we could actually like extract. It's, it's just something to consider. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> am I right? Yeah, yeah, to, let's get this gear. Am I, am I right to be picturing that kind of thing from Game of Thrones, the intro, that spinning 
sphere, kind of like the Daily Planet globe, like the thing around it. Daily Planet is a great, you know? yeah, sure. Uh, exactly like yeah. that. Yeah. Perfect. Um, or like the Rings of Saturn or something. Okay, I'm just trying to visualize it. I think, what if we disconnected the sphere from this beam and let it drop? What could happen? We could also <laughs> we could also fall to our that just means he's done. We could also fall to our deaths. I don't know. That's what not could his happen. Thumb. Um, I think you're I, right, Xanner, But I have these fancy little tools. I haven't even gotten to use them yet. But I think with these, or maybe with the tools that that Iggy just found, we might be able to disconnect that beam, the the pole from the beam, and just let it drop. Thus, bringing the tower down. I don't know. Yeah. How's Jix doing on that 10 minutes? What yeah, this, uh, yeah, definitely time has gone by. You may make a alchemy roll, please. An alchemy roll? You don't have alchemy roll. Uh, oh. This would be... <laughs> How about I was thinking that. Um, make a craft roll, because it's your craft. You have a hero point for that. I'm going to use the other hero point. All right. Uh, 18. 18. You have identified this as a smoke stick. You spend an action to burn this and it creates a five foot area, very small area of smoke to conceal someone or provide cover between line of sight, just blocks vision a bit and makes it harder for people to strike through or into that. I like it. Um, I put it in my pouch. Okay. Is it single use? It is single use only. But How about uh, experiment with how about you take that and then you give me that potion you found, uh, you found of the gnomes. My oil of potency? Yeah, you don't need that shit. <laughs> you don't know how much I need an oil of potency. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you're gonna just keep all the treasures? No, 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 it's a fair trade. Here you go. You give him the it's an empty bottle. Yeah. <laughs> he drinks it quickly. <laughs> Thank you. Good, good trade, Tatanka. <laughs> you have not used the answer to the full quotes <laughs> in our game. <laughs> um, he liked. Uh, uh, I'm just thinking of all the Dance of Wolves quotes I can think of right now. <laughs> That's what I'm wasting my energy with right now. I, let's, let's drop it. I like your idea, Xana. See what's the worst that can happen. We break it. No harm, no foul. Or, or That's as far from the worst yeah. that can happen. Killing keeps tapping on the E for empty on his chest. You know? Exactly. <laughs> or we could go back down and talk talk to the guardian it's gonna give us a bunch of riddles and shit but we've gotten further than anyone else has i say i say we dropped a bitch who's good at this my idea i don't know if i can actually make the tools work if you hand me the tools i'll get the job done i could as well i don't know what what's your thievery i will be ready to grab you if you'd like, but I am a plus four. I'm a plus four. I don't know why thievery 
matters too much. We might need acrobatics and athletics. That's we're using. We're trying to use thieves' tools. We're to, also balancing on a beam. Wait, no. The aren't they? Isn't the pin here at the end? No. The no. pin's in the in you the center it. of the. Killian uh, uh, backs away even further. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, boys. I'll be down talking to the guardian. <laughs> um, I will give you the thievery tools. Jix takes the thievery tools, takes a rope, he ties it around his waist. Okay. And he hands the other end to. I'll take it. Eagle's good idea. All right. And I'll stand kind of at the edge, um, ready to assist on the rope. Yeah, pulling in, if necessary. An extra, extra All right. Hand, yeah. So Jix shimmies out to the the middle of the beam. Very slowly, unheroically on his <laughs> knees. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rush me. <laughs> And then he gets to the middle and then kind of slides down serpentine style around this pole. Okay. Hanging down. Actually, you've done head, that before. Head first. Yeah. All right. So you're out on the middle of this beam, suspended 50 feet over the sheer drop of a tower inside. Underneath you, about 15, 20 feet, is this rotating sphere of weird cogs, magical stuff, suspended on a metal pole. You're now over that, and there's this weird pin thing that's right there on the beam, and you're now going to climb upside down, down the pole. Oh, the, the pin is up Attached at the beam? Attached to the beam, yeah. That's the beam. Oh, right. Oh, I'm just going to lean pole. over then. Okay. Da, 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 you lean da, da. over. I got, um, and I got these thieves tools that, that Xander loaned me. Okay, you start trying to use the tools, and they don't really seem to be helping you at all. You then are doing this weird, I'm almost hanging upside down with the rope uh, inside the CIA computer Tom Cruise kind of scene moment. And with your hand, you put the thieves tools away and break out some weird uh, alchemy grinding tool, little mini hammer type thing okay. you have and yeah, start like wedging. Yeah, and start wedging and pushing and doing little bits of hammering, um, whistling as you work, as you're doing <laughs> it. Uh, you need to make a crafting roll, please. Uh, 17. 17. And Jix, you try and you try and you start to see this weird pin start to move and move and it gets to something where there's there's weight, but there isn't weight and you're not sure what's going on. There's movement and then it just gets stuck when it's halfway out and you hammer and you hammer and you hammer. You can't get it out. You turn around and shrug and tell your buddies, you know, you know, it's, it's stuck. It's stuck. And then the whole thing comes loose and comes crashing down. I got it. <laughs> it's comes sliding down. The pin goes flying out across the other side of the tower. The pole comes loose and immediately separates from the top and wherever it was attached magically to the bottom. So that pole is now just tumbling loose and all of the gears and the cogs that were rotating they all just immediately drop at, in one, as once as individual little pieces. The topmost ones clanging and uh, banging off of the floating um, uh, clean piece that was in the middle, and it too drops and then falls to the ground and everything crashes as though it was like some weird glitter ball or something like that. And all just, it's New Year's Eve and it all crashes and clangs to the floor in this big chaotic mess. And yeah, Jix is grinning there with his big snaggly teeth proudly. 
and the entire tower starts to shake, shake violently and start to rumble and starts to lower back down into the ground. Uh oh! <laughs> the whole thing starts to do that. You see strange lights flickering in from the balcony opening and from the windows. It's black and white and black and white. It's disorienting. The whole place is shaking. Some more dirt starts to come. You can see the door at the ground floor starts to halfway disappear as it's descending back into the earth. Iggy, drop me. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea, Eggs. I'll Let's lower, go back I'll start up. lowering them. All right. 50 that, foot rope. Faster. Time. Well, uh, you have control, Jix. You're about 30 feet out horizontally on this beam. You can just jump. Yeah. What are you going to do? Jex uh, was keeping an eye on that center cog. Uh, yeah, jumps off. Okay. And he's 30 feet away? Yes. Okay. Well, when he hits the ground, will he be 30 feet? Uh, no, he will be 20 feet shy. From Killian, how far will he be? Whatever that 30 feet math would Is be. Is this starting to lower? I look at the three at, uh, at uh, Xanar, Killian, and uh, Idrisil, and I like motion for them to jump back to the other tower. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. I immediately rush past him and I go. All right, Killian, I assume you're first because you've been backing away every second yep. throughout this entire <laughs> exchange. <laughs> Watching from the other tower already. Is it working? Killian, you uh, back away and you head over to uh, across the, this balcony, jump to the other one, and you, your stomach actually hits and you have to pull yourself up because <clears throat> you're lower. Uh, Idrisil, you're next. You have to jump up and grab on with your hands okay. and you pull yourself up. Xanner, you don't. are- I no, don't. No, you haven't rolled yet. Xanner, oh. you are running up to them and uh, see, I'm assuming uh, Idrisil lean back down and throw out a hand. You can make an athletics roll right now, Xanner. Uh, 16. 16, you throw out a hand, you leap, you miss. Idrisil gets lower, you leap, you miss. Killian holds on to Idrisil, you leap, you grab onto his hand. And that's when you all hear uh, inside the tower uh, a goblin sound of wee! <laughs> and you are now hanging Xanner outside from the original tower's balcony as the second tower's balcony is dropping 10, 15, 20 feet below you. And they are pulling you up to safety. Jix, you are jumping off this beam back in the second tower, right? Yeah. Okay, you dive, you swan dive off. And uh, the good news is you got this rope tied around you so you won't hit the ground. The bad news is there is pendulum swinging motion. Mm -hmm. uh, as you jump out, you get swung right into the side wall. And uh, Iggy, you can make an athletics roll to help try and minimize this by swinging him in a different type of direction. Uh, eight. Eight. You succeed <laughs> in delving in no way whatsoever. And... Uh, Jix, you come swinging down and plant into the wall like a wily e. coyote, and you take five points of okay. bludgeoning damage. You splat against the wall. Uh, there's a you hear a grunting noise beneath you, Iggy. And Jix, you are 20 feet below the tower floor, Jix. Mm -hmm. 
that floor, as everything is descending, that distance doesn't change because you're within the tower. Does okay. that make sense? I want to make sure that's mm -hmm. clear. It's a little weird. The ground's staying where it is. Yeah. <laughs> the floor of the tower is staying yeah. where it's at as the whole thing is descending. So you're 20 feet shy. Does the rope let you go down? You have enough rope length? Yep. Lower me! Yeah, I just start just loosening the slack. All right. Them... You can really speed things up if you want, Iggy. Okay. <laughs> Cut. Don't oh. let go of the end! <laughs> How fast do you want to let him go? Pretty fast, okay. but I'm gonna like not. I'm gonna make sure, like, you know, I don't. All right, go make, the make three points of damage roll. fast. <laughs> I'm gonna use a hero point. <laughs> oh, God. I'm gonna use another oh, hero you point. You cannot. You okay. must take the second. That was a natural one. Oh. <laughs> you quickly. They were both natural. Ones. Oh really? One and a one. Oh, Confirmed yeah. fail. You let go of the rope. It was destined to be <laughs> and let him down quickly and you go to arrogantly grab onto the end as it comes flying by to stop him right before he hits the ground and it goes right through your fingers and you're just like oh no and like 10 minutes later the rest of you guys just see Iggy coming back now he didn't make it he fell on his own <laughs> accord I couldn't stop him <laughs> we will miss we will miss Jix uh, Jix you fall down and hit the ground 15. You take seven points of bludgeoning damage. And leaving him with three. Three. Do I see this cog? Uh, you see the cog. Yeah, it has just lent its uh, a, a gear cog-like uh, teeth imprints on your forehead. So yeah, it's right there. <laughs> well, I found it. <laughs> And I take it and I throw, I want to throw you, it. You grab the cog and you you look up at Iggy and you see the end of your rope twirling down. <laughs> and then I immediately drop my rope down. Whose rope were you using to begin with? Mine. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. Okay, so I see that. Um, you, can al you can also see the light from the windows uh, on each floor, if you will, right. are just getting darker okay. and darker yeah. as this starts to descend. Um, yeah, I, I stuff the cog in my, second. in my satchel. And I grab the other rope and I begin, I begin climbing it. Uh, pull me up! So I'm climbing as Iggy is pulling okay. at the same time. Uh, let's have Iggy make an athletics roll. Followed by Jix, you making athletics roll. 16. And you get a plus two to that, Jix. That's good. Eight. Eight total. You say, pull me up, and you start heroically climbing yourself, Jix, and you're like, nah, this is just tiring. <laughs> <laughs> and you just kind of just flop there like a, like a sleepy kitten and just let him pull you up. You're just hung like a baby on a papoose. <laughs> I put my body I agree, he is right hung now. like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and you are pulling and pulling, and it's not fast going. The rest of you are on the balcony and can see this tower, two thirds of it have already descended back down into the earth. And there's rough earth that's been thrown out. Uh, it's like a, a circular mound of, of, of broken debris and, and dirt clods and all that kind of stuff. The top balcony is about to start disappearing and you don't see anyone coming out yet. I'm sure they're doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you guys want to do? You're 50 um, feet up. I don't know if there's much you can do. You two go. I'll see if I can wait for Iggy. Go talk to the sphere thing and get some answers. Iggy, but the whole second you're up here, 
the whole second balcony thing yeah. is about 40 feet below you. I have a rope. Okay. I have no I, idea. I, on, on call, I immediately start running towards the exit and start working my way down the tower. Okay. And sinking, right? Yep. 40, 50. Mm-hmm. Not the down. first tower. Yeah. I don't... Uh, I wait. Okay. <laughs> You're waiting on the balcony. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um... You got something, Jigs? So the sinking tower, the door would now be underground. Oh, it's way it's underground. Yeah. yeah, the bottom door. So Two the, thirds of that. Their only chance is is there is balcony, <laughs> which is the window is closing, reaching the ground and going below soon. Jigs, you had something. Um. Yeah, I take that. That. A phlegm that I coughed up earlier during sound check. <laughs> okay. And I I get it out of my pocket and I put it in a bottle and shake it real quick and then knock it back. You're mixing drinks while you're being yep. dragged up. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, knock it back and um, you begin to see chicks turn into even more of a beast than he is already. <laughs> um, like you see muscles begin to pop out and um. And it just, just gets very like muscular and lanky, muscular, and his, his arms and legs are like just ill proportioned compared to <laughs> okay. the, the amount the of muscle effect. mass he has at this point. Um, and he begins just to climb up the wall, like with with the claws that have grown out of the ends of his fingers. All right, just climb up the wall. You've morphed yourself with your own crazy alchemical potion. You may make an athletics roll, please. And you get a bonus of plus one from your potion. 13, 14, 18. 18! Iggy! You see your friend is climbing and climbing on the walls in some strange, weird, demonic-like way, and you are pulling with the rope aggressively. You may make an athletics roll, and he just gave you a plus three to that roll. <laughs> um, let me use my last hero point. Thank you. Uh, 27. Whoa! Whoa. What was the first nice. roll? It was a one. The first roll was a natural a one. Row. Oh my God. Wow. All right. With a 27 heroically, you pull and yank and are able to get this crazy clawing goblin up. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to imagine Jix sometimes has trouble rationalizing who's friend and enemy sometimes when he's in this bestial mode. <laughs> you yank him up, Jix, you're right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's the Tasmanian devil! <laughs> and you yank him up, and you've got him there, and you can see your balcony start, uh, opening start to get dark as the ground yep. is rising up as your balcony is disappearing. Is he still the same size, or is he a lot bigger? He's the same height. Okay, well, not I'm gonna just. <laughs> I'm gonna grab him, and we're gonna just Indiana Jones our way through this. Just jump. Okay. Just. You guys jump. Uh, you jump first, Iggy. You grab and pull because he's not. She's like trying to go back down into the oh, the tower. Uh, and uh, Jix, you go jumping through. I need you to make one more athletics roll, Jix, and don't forget your plus one from your bestial mutation. 15. 15. You are able to jump and get through and uh, everything is fine. You guys are on both sides, breathing heavily. And then uh, Iggy, you notice there's one problem. The middle 
30 feet of rope are still back inside the tower and the balcony has now disappeared and the whole thing is continuing to descend down in. So there's an end attached to Jix and there's an end that you are holding on oh, to. I just take my dagger out and cut them both. Both the rope and Jix? No. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'll just take my sword out and like cut both cut both both things that are attached to okay. us at one, one time. You start hacking away and it is done. You guys see uh, your friends. That thing is attacking. (laughs) (laughs) You see your friends come out of the base of the tower with Idris still looking down from above still, I believe, at the balcony. The second tower now rests and comes to a stop and the ground shakes violently one more time as the pinnacle top of the tower now rests partially submerged again and within the ground. Uh, Jix just pulls the cog out of his pouch. He's like, <laughs> I need uh, Idrisil to make a survival roll, please. Hey. That's a six. Six? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you get lost on the way down. No, you're good. Can I can't see anyone. Carry on. What would you guys oh, like gosh. to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> so this uh, is not good. <laughs> I feel like two drakes are about to, uh, about to appear. Whatever just happened, like a like a shadow flew over. I'm going to turn around and walk towards uh, where I told Killian and uh, right, Janet yeah, d- to go. Back down the tower. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All five of you have gathered down at the outside base between where the two towers are at. You walk through the couple chambers on your way up the first tower. You walk through the uh, weird shadowy keeper was not to be seen. Any books in that library now that are have any value? I'll mm. Killian, I'll spend a minute or two in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Xanner. Okay. Yeah. Um, you guys can spend some time looking for books. Uh, make society rolls. Um, while they are being bookworms, Jix D. Nine. Demutates and spends 10 minutes to kind of heal himself up again. Okay. It just looks like he's looking for books, but he's really looking for the spherical ghost-like creature thing. He's just <laughs> okay. checking, opening books, when they see if anything pops out. Uh, Killian, you find several uh, great books, but every time you grab one, it shreds apart into a million pieces of dust particles. Xanar, you are able to find an interesting book on the history of the, where was it at? History of the Chelor Sovereignty, and particularly about their um, uh, late politics. Whether or not that's of interest to you, um, you think it might sell for a, a few gold coins of value. And, uh, yeah, you guys just spent some time there. Jix, you spent some time healing yourself up. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing. Iggy, you're doing the same thing. Hey there, Trickster Jixster here. I'm running low on firebombs. Help me fry my enemies to a crispy golden brown by going to patreon.com slash ingloriousbarge and donating to the cause. Now hold on while I pour glue in Killian's favorite book. (laughs) As you guys wrap up that book searching and healing, uh, Idrisil, you can see from the sky a, a 
uh, the from the cloudless warm sky above, you can see a beam of light appear. Perfectly clear blue sky, and then a golden beam of light comes down. And it's not just it appears naturally, you can actually see it arriving. And it arrives about 50 feet away from the tower and touches the ground. I walk up to it, take out my baby lion and hold it up <laughs> for all of the pride to see. No, um, I uh, tell Xanner and I tell the group, okay. about the uh, guys, I, uh, a ray of light come to see us. disappeared. <laughs> Killian, this seems like your area. Xanner, any books say anything about a ray of sunshine dropping down? Oh, yes. In fact, there's several. There's one <laughs> instance where I can think of there was Killian is walking towards the light. All right. <laughs> Killian always walking towards the light. Uh, yeah, you walk towards the light, Killian. Um, the rest of your group was uh, putting away their healing kits, and everyone's at least uh, stable and ready to go do something. Mm. Killian, as you walk towards this light, you see the shape of a humanoid form within that light. Here, I help take me. <laughs> You prostrate yourself before. My job here is done on it. <laughs> you see there's a humanoid form of a shimmering figure, uh, about seven feet tall, um, standing in the light, maybe perhaps waiting in the light. Oh. I walk up next to, but kind of behind Killian. <laughs> Bravely behind the cleric. <laughs> Just... I'm trying to see. I only have six hit points. <clears throat> Killian, how's that 13 armor class working for you? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, can Killian divine anything from what he's seeing? Sure, make a religion roll. Uh, 21. Total. You are absolutely confident there is nothing divine about this in any way. Uh oh. This is not of a religious nature. Can we tell not Killian to be, not to be, <laughs> not to be on PC? Can we tell if it's a man or a woman? Is it just a human-like kind of ghost figure? Does it, how corporeal Good question. is it? Good question. Yeah, you guys are about 40 feet away. It is 50% opacity. Um, okay. <laughs> I've been doing too much Photoshop. <laughs> and, uh, it is human, very human-like, but slightly elongated features. So the arms mm. are just slightly longer. The neck is slightly longer. Uh, has It appears to be more male in uh, general shape. No hair. The face is uh, tight and gaunt. It's almost like a tall, stretched, regal elf, but not at the same time. Elves have more grace than this figure, and this figure also has um, the trappings of pieces of golden armor around it that kind of sparkle a bit, but still translucent. Um, Xanner heals it. All right. Keep an eye! <laughs> okay. The figure, seeing you do that, steps out of the lights about 10 feet, and it appears to be using the terrain in movement, but it's not really affecting it. The grass doesn't move with any footstep or anything like that. 
The steps are purposeful and uh, strong steps. Um, and he, uh, this person says nothing. Can I prepare an action? You sure can. Um, the action will be divine lance if the creature takes any aggressive action. Sure. I step out from the crowd and move forward towards it. In, in a diplomatic, as much as a gnome can be, like fashion. <coughs> if you're six hit points in three wounded condition, also attempting good idea. To, very <laughs> wounded, very wounded, very limping perhaps, but, it, but trying to also be purposeful and somewhat mimicking the I am importance. Make a diplomacy roll for just overall appearance as you walk. Uh, 13. 13. Lowest roll of the day. Gix wants to pull out his sickle and start digging the grave for Xanner. <laughs> Okay. Here's where he dies. <laughs> like a very small hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Find some wood and fashions across. <laughs> Hail Traveler, we are defenders of Edlin Home. Uh, he can't quite hear you, it seems. Hail Traveler, <laughs> we're defenders of Edlin Home! <laughs> is it looking at us, through us, at one of us? It is focused its attention on the person who is closest, way closest to it, which is Xanner. And it, uh, and it is, speaks to you. And it's kind of a weird, uh, a ghostly reverberating style voice. And you can't quite hear it from your short range of just 20 feet away. Hmm. I get closer. Okay. Hmm. Um, can I recall knowledge on this? On this? On this thing? You or try to. You have never seen anything like this for sure. Okay, Xanner, you get close. The being speaks to you and you can hear it. I am surprised in your effectiveness. We are a very resourceful group. That is not. What, I'm asking. Hold on, hold on. That is not what color led me to believe. But I am glad to see you have accomplished acquiring the gear. How are we to use this gear? That will be beyond your capabilities. You have done enough. You have failed at the farms, but at least you have been successful here. Where do we return this gear to? Return it back to the farms. They are waiting for you there. Time is everything, so don't delay long. I, my eyebrow twitches and I realize what just happened mm -hmm. in my head. Do I still need to speak to the Swamp Witch? He says, uh, time is everything. And he turns around and you see he's speaking to someone else, um, but you can't hear what it is. And he walks into the light and fades away. The light then recedes back up into the sky. And I'm going to give him one more shot. Idris will make a survival roll. 
It's a total of 20. Okay. As the light recedes into the clear blue sky, uh, Idrisil, you kind of furl your brow and realize this isn't right. Because when you left, it was very cold and cloudy, and it is now a clear blue sky and warm out. Um, could I hear the conversation they were having? Not at all. Xanar returns. You guys all eager to hear what he has to say. Yes. You are. <laughs> he worked! He thought I was Valeros. Vargalos? That, that one! The other gnome! He thought it was me! Well, it's a good thing the name didn't come up in that conversation, <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah, I'm that one! <laughs> he was acknowledging my success, but mentioned that there was a failure at the farm. He also said that I should return the cog to the farm where they are waiting for us. Did anyone else feel the change in pressure? And oh, web? that's what that was. And temperature. It's, an, it's quite a nice day now, but it was a bit daunting when we arrived before the light appeared. Well, weather patterns as they are <laughs> often will change with the front. <laughs> We don't need your, your religion here. So, so we can have that debate later, Greta. Um, it's science, damn it. <laughs> um, what exactly did the light say? He said three things. One, he did not expect us to succeed. Two, this was a success, though the farm was a failure. And three... They are waiting for us to return the cog to the farm. I asked him if I needed to still visit the Swamp Witch, and all he mentioned was that time is of an essence. Pull out your map. Uh, Did he mention anyone else? No. Like uh, another name, perhaps, I didn't, of someone I didn't. that maybe thought that we would fail and not be resourceful? That would have been a good question. <laughs> Maybe came that. up in the conversation. No? It, it, okay. It felt, <laughs> it felt unnatural while he was here. Um, <clears throat> you would think a figure coming out of a beam of light would be a nice guy, but I'm not getting that impression. Um, well, if he's working with Vargalos, for certain. Working with Vargalos, it's a very... I don't want to say Carahel, but it's a very religious thing to appear in a beam of light it with weird not a religious or divine creature at all. I will get the impression that Vargalos may have been working for him, her, him, her, them. I don't know. Him, I believe. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess the point is we shouldn't take this, this cock, this cock gear piece back to the farm, we correct? Yeah, we can't. So what do we do with it? Unless we want to find out who they are and try to deal with them. <clears throat> Jix, can I, can I see that uh, that gear? Sure. And Here I you just, go. Nobody's really taking a look at it yet, All right. so I want to... All right, you grab it. It's a little sticky and smells like patchouli, but yeah, he gives it back to you. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Is there anything <laughs> like... Is there... I mean, can I make a roll, or is there anything crazy about, like, weird about it that... Isn't it's not just a gear. Uh, you it it's clean and shiny and seems resilient to debris and dirt. And Xanner just keeps pointing at it uh, every time you're trying to touch it, saying it's magic. Magic! I did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. 
I'm can just... I, uh, it, when you're done with it, uh, I'd like to see if I could try to read Aura on it. It'll take me a little bit. Do you have that blanket still, Jix? I can do that for about 10 minutes. He, Jix takes the blanket and kind of waves it out. <laughs> They're a little soggy. What time of day is it right now? Uh, uh, it is uh, morning time. It was not busy morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not morning when you guys got there. Oh, yeah. oh. dun dun dun! So we think you were right. <laughs> <laughs> it was the wheelers all along. <laughs> um, so we think Vargalos is working for the light guy, but the witch is an enemy of Vargalos. Is that not where you're leaning, Xander? All that he mentioned was that time was something. <laughs> it's getting more vague as time goes by. Money of the essence. Maybe if we sit here for a while. <laughs> when I was trying to see if there's anything important, there was someone else in the light that he spoke to. I didn't see them, but he, he, he spoke with them for a second before he walked back name. into it. I didn't I didn't hear any of that, but he did say that, that uh, time was of essence, I think. I think it was essence. But he was talking to someone else. Yes. And, and had no comment about the, the Swamp Witch at all. It seemed like the Swamp Witch, Swamp Witch, Swamp Witch was at least amenable to communication with Vargalos if he was getting potions from her. Maybe not an ally as such, but at least, uh, you know. Definitely not an enemy. I don't like the look. I don't like the feeling of this. Hey, give me a minute while I go uh, look at this gear for a little bit, and I'll start yeah. glowing in a lavender. Uh, not quite purple, but light, like a lighter purple. And okay. Reading the aura. You spend some time. You cast You're read gonna the You're going to go aura. blind if you keep doing that. <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> How long does that take? Doesn't take long. I think it's just, uh, actually yep. might take a while. An hour or ten minutes? Uh, so is it, casting is, is for a minute. So a minute, one minute. Yeah. Can I request an hour group heal? Yeah, I would spell? like one too. All right. Uh, let's 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 take a rest and reconnoiter. While we're and... having this conversation, I sure. Guess. It's focus nice and pleasant outside. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> the artificial. I start making grass angels. <clears throat> All right, you guys spend an hour to heal up and rest and relax. In the alternate universe we're now in. Everyone heals uh, seven hit points then. And Xanner, during that time you cast Read Aura on the gear, you are able to identify that it is magical and it has, uh, it is made of conjuration magic. Uh, conjuration spells transport creatures via teleportation, create an object, or bring a creature or object from somewhere else to follow your commands. I got it! This is a conjuration spell magic. What does that mean? Uh, in general, it can it can call things to you. It can bring things around for you, or it can make stuff out of it with it. I mean, in general, this may have been a thing that was that was conjured from something directly. So this create this thing creates other items of magic, or was created from said magic. Also, it seems kind of powerful. Okay. Yeah. So let, what, what let, are we gonna do with it? Well, whatever we do, don't let Jex hold it anymore. <laughs> Why? It's just a feeling I have. <laughs> is there a place where it can be secured? Azamir, I know, has some amazing vaults for magical items like this one, but they're very far away. Karahel has the, the Temple of Karahel has some artifacts that are well guarded. Could you get it into the temple without 
anyone knowing. I don't know if we should trust it to anyone at this point, including the high priests. I would, I would. Them more than anyone else, but still not them. It is not something I would feel comfortable doing, no. Right. I want to place this nuke inside your (laughs) basement, please. (laughs) No reason. Uh, Iggy, what about Queenly? She's used to holding her balls for you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be be jealous. No, 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 Jen. I think, I mean, for, for now, it's probably safer with us. Than of course, anywhere else. Jix wants to try and recall if he would know anyone or of anyone in Mirskan who could help with this cog. That could help with the cog. As far as uh, knowing a little bit more about it, what it is, how it's used, what should be done with it, something like that. You may make a society roll. I will make a Mirskan City Lore roll. Oh, yeah. You got Mirskan City Lore even better. 17. 17. You do not know of anyone in Mirskan, but you know of someone who left Mirskan years ago that you were told if you needed anything weirdly identified um, or helped out in that way. Uh, where you were headed towards Edlin Home, you should go seek out a wizard by the name of Gabe who lives somewhere in Edlin Home. Huh. Well, guys, well, I heard I heard one time there's this wizard named Gabe. Oh, uh, old man Gabe? You know him? Old naked man Gabe? <laughs> he's the worst. Not the good kid. Not, he's, I well, mean, you know. He's so grumpy. I tried learning magic from him when I first started getting my things, and he did nothing but make me polish. Before I left Mirskan to, to come this way, uh, I was told that he could be a good resource in helping me identify things. I, I'm just passing it along. You can usually tell how good a wizard is by his name. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying there, Vagisil? <laughs> Just saying, you know. <laughs> they call me Tim. <laughs> he does have an interesting point. If there's like a, you know, the wise or, you know, the great, great Gabe the great. Maybe. But if it's just, hey, I, I'm, I, I think just it's just Gabe. an unpleasant fellow. That's I all. think it's worth a shot. Yeah. He, <laughs> he also has an almost entire room full of things. He doesn't use them. He doesn't play with them. He just hoards them all over the place. He might actually know something about this one. I've heard he's got a closet full of robes and he can't decide on yes, any of them. That is also true. It smells so bad in there, you guys. <laughs> it's the worst. You take it. So let's, I, let's head no, back. Let's, <laughs> uh, I like that option. Yeah. Let's head back to Edlin home then and talk, talk to the wizard. All right. You guys head out and head back to Edlin home. You travel for two days without incidents. You are able to heal your hit points. Uh, Anyone who is wounded loses two levels of the wounded level with our house rules. That still leaves uh, Xander with one wounded level. Yeah. Oh boy, that's the most we've ever had. (laughs) 
you guys travel through the uh, ravine, staying well away from the three faces in the side of the mountain. Uh, go across. I want to go in the face of agony. <laughs> <laughs> it's looked like fun. You go across uh, grassy hills, through small little uh, glades of trees, make your way uh, towards Edlin home. You're heading towards the main road, just north of Edlin home, as you're making your way south. You can see off in the distance, barely there is the shape of uh, Bottom Hill, some distance off, it's not directly on your path, uh, and can see it looks oddly different. Define odd. It, the, there's uh, 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 a sh irregular shape that you can see there like a wagon or something. Can I use my newly acquired spyglass? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gesture to you to do that, yes. You get out your spyglass and take a look. You can see at Bottom Hill Farms, where you were at um, one or two sessions ago, uh, the middle farm of the Malins, the Malin farm. The people who were murdered has been completely replaced by the bottom 20 feet of a stone tower. Mm -hmm. You can see there are multiple cranes. There are about 15 to 20 people working there. There are multiple wagons. It is a ton of um, action and motion and energy going on at that place. Is there anyone near us um, on the road uh, by way of like a guard or a wagon that we can see nope. in our path. You've seen no one else. I say we give this, for now, give this town a wide berth as we head back. Maybe don't even take the main trail. Yeah, let's not be spotted just yet. Yeah, yeah, being far enough away that he's using the spyglass, I'm kind of taking that as our... Your limit? Our, yeah, our distance right. I, I, limit, I, yeah. What I don't want to happen is someone encountering us along the, the, the path that might detect that we have this. Yeah, ask no. us if we have the, the sphere with us. And okay. No. All right. Fail our deception checks. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys still had to end the home, but going a wide berth of the Bottom Hill Farms area. Yeah. Okay. I start disguising myself. As um, and speeding up a little bit. I like, like feeling a little sense of urgency now. Okay. Yeah, I have kind of a sidebar question sure. about the hunt prey. If I hunt prey on something and I inspect it or uh, recall, knowledge, recall knowledge or something, do I get any uh, advantage bonus to that? I believe that's one of the ranger bonuses you did not take. Okay. Uh, let's double check it real fast. Hunt prey. Hunt prey, doesn't it seem you gain um, plus two bonuses to perception checks when you are okay. trying to find it in the darkness or type things, plus two bonuses when you're trying to track it and you ignore uh, the second range uh, yeah, yeah. penalty. That is what you get. I think there was a, you went with rapid fire and I think there was a different okay. build that lets you recall okay. knowledge. Sorry for. That's all right. Okay. You guys, uh, with a little bit of alacrity, move through the woods and approach the town not on the road, and you return to Edlin home. It is uh, the same cozy, warm place uh, you uh, love, for those of you who live there. I think Jix is the only one who doesn't. Don't. Yeah. Uh, there is the main road that comes through the town with the alongside the river. 
You have all the standard places there. There's a few shops, a bunch of homesteads. There's the Thankful Lodge. Across the pond is the Ember Lantern. There's the temple. You can barely see its topmost little steeple thing sticking out of the trees in the forest to the west. Uh, there's a couple people walking along the road, and that's what you see. Where are you headed? What time is it? Uh, at this point, let's say it's late afternoon, four or five o'clock. Gonna see Gabe and Gabe. We should go to Gabe first, and then maybe after that, uh, the mayor. If we, you know, when we separate for the night, talk to uh, is it uh, Mabel, uh, the owner of the lodge? Oh, um, Cyril. Cyril. Talk to them. Uh, I'll talk to Portmer. I want to see if anyone older than us and, you know, the, next, the older generations knows anything about this tower, about the goblins, about the the ravine of agony and all this, what you know. know goblins? Gnomes, you mean. The gnomes, you know, building the tower. You just we're kinda, not the same. I wanna, we're not the same. I just... Eh. Eh. Wanna, eh. Don't ever insult me like that again. <laughs> I want to... I just um, want to throw that out there. I'm going to ask, be asking Portmer about his uh, past experiences to yeah. see if there's any. And I think we need to talk to, we sphere. we talked to the mayor here before. Yeah, yeah we know the mayor. Black, yeah, yeah, we're pretty close yeah, to the mayor. Find yeah, find out yeah. why they're Those building a tower. But let's, let's go to Gabe yeah. first. Gabe, and then I want to go talk to the mayor about this tower that they're building. Okay. Yeah. Jake's is about to knock on Gabe's door. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to <laughs> talk to Gabe. Killian averts his eyes. <laughs> okay, so where are you headed first? Gabe's tower. So where's this Gabe guy at? He's up there. He's up north. That's his tower that's falling So apart. the far east of town is where Xanner points. You can see there's the road that heads out, and it is on a plateauish cliff. <laughs> Ederson's laughing for some reason. I don't know why. What is- he said north, you said east. <laughs> uh, it is to the northeast. Uh, and uh, on this little raised cliff, there's a little ruined tower that um, people don't mess around with. It's just useless and falling down. Maybe a couple hundred feet away is a similarly constructed tower that's in perfect shape where the wizard Gabe lives. Um, Kind of an outcast in town. He doesn't come in town much often, but he's right on the outskirts of it. And that's where you guys head. You approach his domicile. As you do, you can see there's a little bit of smoke coming out of the third third story window that you originally thought was a chimney type smoke, but you can see it's not. And you are at his door and banging upon it. You hear a voice saying, oh, hold on, just wait a minute, hold on. Uh, I'm I'm on fire, hold. <laughs> and <laughs> it just rolls his eyes. <laughs> you then hear a, a lock unlock at the other end. You hear a and a small wooden beam get moved out of place to hold the door in place. Yeah. And then you hear another lock, and then you hear a double clap. And then the door goes, <laughs> and then you hear, ah! as he slowly opens this small door, and you see there is a moderately naked, old, frail human wizard there with weird frazzled hair, a la uh, Doc from Back to the Future. Uh, he's got a robe on with nothing on underneath it that is not tied securely at all and is moving around a bit as he's opening the door. And he stands there and it looks like his uh, the bottom right side of his robe is singed a bit. Avius. 
<laughs> oh, oh no, sorry. What? Hello. I am Gabe the Wizard. All your magical dreams and terrors are at my disposal. I'm Jex. Hi. He comes over and pats you on the head. Wonderful to meet you, Jix. I have a question for you. And I pull out Cog. All right. From my settle. And just looks around really quickly. Maybe we should go inside first, everyone. This is business of a lore nature, yes? Uh, it's business of a Cog nature, actually. Good enough. Come in, come in. He steps aside and lets you come in. He uh, touches you on the head, Iggy. Uh, would you mind closing the door? I don't have the energy. No problem. You step inside. This is a living room type space. You immediately uh, enter. It appears not to have been used in quite some time. It's got old style furniture that looks frail. Everything's dusty. There's a table covered in dust. Um, there's a kitchen just off to the side. And he says, come in and, and sit down. Would you like a treat? Well, sure. What kind of treats do you I'll have? Get, I'll find something. Thank you very much. He goes into the kitchen just off to the side and says back, so tell me about your, your crog. A crog? Um, <clears throat> well, we found it in a tower. And a magic tower. <laughs> Maybe you'll go in and help him. Okay. <laughs> Could you open this jar, yeah. please? I've got it between my thighs for leverage, but I can't quite get it open. Okay, let's get after it. Can you grab it from me, please? Uh -huh. Thank you. It's a bit moist. Perfect. I hate it here so much. Killian's <laughs> just meditating at this point. I have some sort of pastries, I think, in a in a cupboard. How about you? I'll I'll, uh, I'll get us some treats. You go go talk to uh, the rest of the. Oh, group. you're such a good lad. He pats you on the head. This man needs an assistant. <laughs> he walks into the uh, uh, back into the main uh, entry room that you guys are at. He just sees Idrisil clapping his hands, watching a small little lock go back and forth. <laughs> stop! Stop, Mesto! Don't do that! Only I can do- only I have the magic! You keep doing it and it's working perfectly. <laughs> I gotta get one of these. So tell me about this Krog. Um, well, I hold it up to- Jix holds it up to Gabe's face, says, well, have a look at it here. Ooh, he starts stroking the teeth of the cog. Killian, shine a light on it so it looks really nice. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh. what, well, what can you tell me about it? Uh, let me see here. Oh, Gabe, I can help you. I've learned things. Oh, you. I have read it. I aura. remember you. Yes. <laughs> No, you still owe me one pair of trousers. The, those were very old and I told you that they were soiled and you didn't, I will replace them. I don't think I like you, do I? Yes. <laughs> Deception check. Turned out to be a natural 20. Oh, really? <laughs> it was an unintended roll, but. 
Well, how are you helping? Uh, so, these are my friends, and I am their sorcerer as part of this band. How do I know you again? You taught me almost everything I know. Are you sure? I feel like I've learned so much from you. I feel like <laughs> I would remember. I've got a very good memory. I'm also very short. <laughs> no We're just declaring facts now, are we? I'm cold. I'm Jace. <laughs> All I can tell you is that this was made with conjuring magic. At least it still has. Let me see. Like, I am the skilled wizard here. So sorry. <laughs> he starts to touch it and spends about a minute looking at it. I have deduced the following secrets within this Krog. Number one, it is magical. <laughs> Number two, it has some type of conjuration magic. Number Amazing. three, I have seen something like this before. It is called a master gear, and not a crog like you simpletons keep calling it. A master gear. It's only turn of the bridge keeper. The what? The bridge keeper. What's the bridge keeper? Uh, oh, no, yeah, 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 I'm not even in the room. You're not there. You're making treats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just stops clapping. What does a master gear do? That is the, the fourth thing that I know, but that comes at a price. A wizard must keep the lights on, you know. You can't, well, no, I can just keep the lights on. A wizard <laughs> must be able to afford his experimental experiments. Ah. Uh. He nods at this candy bowl on the table in the middle of the dining room. <laughs> Jix tosses a couple gold pieces into the candy bowl. How many is a couple? Ooh. Make a diplomacy roll minus five. Here, God. <laughs> he doesn't seem heavy. Uh. Minus five. Yeah. Right. So, so that is. How high did you get? I rolled a five. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a one. You bitch! <laughs> he just keeps nodding. Yes, a wizard's experimentals are very expensive. I Killian glances over at Jix and it's like, hmm. <laughs> Jix throws. She would have paid Carahel now. Throws one more gold piece and two silver pieces. <laughs> he looks at the. Kill I feel our time here has come to an end. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, what are you serious? I gave you all the money I have. He pushes you aside off of his couch, digs his hand in, and pulls out the same amount of coins. I need more than this couch money you're throwing around. <laughs> That's a neat trick. I wish I had that trick. Stop digging in my couch now. <laughs> it's just so 
Idrisol grabs his lapel. Okay. And takes the jade cat and puts it in the bowl. You grab the wizard's lapel. No, my lapel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a jade cat. Yes. And I take it and I put it in the bowl. What's the value of that? I. Is it on your card? You would have to tell me. I think me. it might be on your card. Oh, it is. I guess six gold pieces. Six gold. I didn't know that before. I did he that. sees that. He says, very well. And he grabs the coins and the jade cat and spends a minute looking at it. Now I can tell you what this jade cat does. <laughs> But it will be added to the price of the other information. Any what? other items? What? You need this item identified, yes? No, no. No, that's that's the uh, the the collateral. Oh, treats! What did you bring? I bring in a a, a tray full of uh, tea and biscuits okay. and some jam. That's my favorite treat of all. Oh, that's good. That's good. He gets it and starts uh, wolfing it down as though he hasn't eaten in ages. Yes, this will. Mm-hmm, this will do. This this little so jade thing. Where, where did nice. we get here, Gabe? I was in the other room. What are, what's? Are you gonna help us? Yes. You gave him a total of three gold, two silver, and a jade magic figurine. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, what you have is a master gear. It is used in something called a chain gate. It is a way of moving great distances. Uh, most chain gates, uh, I've never heard of one being made, only found. Wait, you said you saw one before? I've seen a, uh, a master cog like this before. Was it in another chain gate? It was in one that was uh, disassembled. Some chain gates can lead to wonderful places. Others, terrible, jamless places. Did you say jamless? I did. The worst places of all. Like, as in... Yeah, the jam that's with the biscuits. <laughs> I think Chris is more disappointed than Killian. <laughs> it's about 50 50. <laughs> Once uh, a uh, master gear is in place, the gate is open and you uh, can travel uh, to and fro. Uh, but be cautious, even with the master gear. Uh, chain gate is very fragile and can be uh, easily destroyed, though the master gear cannot. Do you know of any chain gates around here? I know of only one on a far away island on the other side of the world. What's that island's name? I cannot recall because I'm old and not that I don't want to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gabe, this was lovely as always. Thank it, you. It's amazing to see you come here, my favorite students. And he gives you a big open robed hug. <laughs> <laughs> You're so small. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> You're just a hip height to me. You're so little. It's, not, it's fine. <laughs> fine. Uh, next.
next oh, time. Oh, I think I got some jam in your hair. That's not jam. Oh my god. Just cut it off it later. Is it's <laughs> we must be going now. We must be going now. <laughs> he says, Well, I wish you a good day. And thank you for these. And he walks away with his coins mm. and figurine and cog. No, he doesn't walk away with. Oh, he's walking away. What? No, wait, no. Get not, not, sir. And Jix runs up and grabs the cog. Now the cog, the cog is ours. That is. This was my making athletics roll. Okay. <laughs> I'm rolling. I got a seven. I got a 12. Boldly, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a back and forth heroic <laughs> battle. You finally wrench it from the old man's grasp. Now stop that! And he blasts you for three, three, and three, nine points of magic missile damage what? as three magic missiles fly from his hands and hit you and knock Gabe, you on your boat. Gabe, what, why are you attacking us? He's robbing me, I think. That, that, we, we came to you with this gear. It's not yours. Oh. Shay, you're sorry. I'm sorry. Now heal me. What? <laughs> I don't do heals. Damage. I can tell you about all the damage that I just did. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you trying? What is this? And I pick up the, the Jade Cat. Are you trying to take this from us too? I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you have the coin. I'm. I did not mean to offend. Have a have a good day. We'll see you soon. Uh, okay. And I flick the the jade cat back at you, sir. All right. He flicks it at me, but it's it. but it's a weapon of. Uh, it's not a weapon. It's an item that uses gravity to slow a person. So it slowly <laughs> goes across the room, and I catch it. All right. Using its one charge. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys have both of those items as you yep. leave Gabe's tower. Killian will take a moment and step over to Alistair. <clears throat> Who's that? Who's Alistair? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to Idrisil. A new person falls into the scene. <laughs> it's like Jumanji. It was a very magnanimous thing you did back there. Karaha blessed you. To give away that position. You know, I try to be magnetic as often as possible, and I'm glad it worked out. Magnanimous. What's your plan? What time of day is it? Gonna be getting late. Yeah, it's getting into dark nighttime. All right, that's good because let's yeah, let's. Jax needs to kill himself now. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, Killian wants to go talk to the mayor. Okay. Which is on the way back into like yeah. the town proper. Do you guys want to come talk to the mayor with me? Yeah, yeah, we should. All right. You guys head towards the blacksmith's shop. He is off a side road in town. Which is, but it's it's like on the way to the tower, right? No, no, it's it's just not a huge walk. It's it's directly south. Oh no, yeah, 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 I was thinking of Queenly. Sorry, it's just a little bit of a walk on the way. You're going to Queenly? No. Going to (laughs) Bolton. That's for later. (laughs) Okay, you guys head to the blacksmith's place. This is Voldis the blacksmith, also the town mayor. You hear him hammering away and you approach and there's a, even a little bell as you walk into his uh, workshop, he's installed. <coughs> he's a big muscular guy, not a lot of hair, big broad chest. He uh, turns around at hearing the sound. Oh, my friends, welcome. Yeah, it's been a, a while. A few days, yes. 
Um, Karen, how, how, bless you. How many days has it been? We've been, a couple people have been asking about you. It's been at least a month. <gasps> <laughs> Is this one all right? I, 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 I was supposed to check in like three weeks ago. <laughs> You're grounded. My dad's going to be so pissed. You're certain it's been that long? Uh, it's been a while, yes. A lot's been happening. We figured you were out gaining fame and fortune and saving the day. Uh, yeah, sure. Sh- something like that. What? We've certainly got news to uh, recollect to you. Is, um, mm. Tell us about the tower at the bottom hill. Yeah, there's been some work done over there. Uh, some businessman has uh, paid off the uh, farmers that were there. They were compensated and sent on their way and is constructing his own place there. Uh, some sort of castle or something I silly. Sh- I think we should do uh, everything we can to prevent the uh, construction of this tower. Why? This is, if it's any kind of keep or castle, that adds security to the region. And if he's got a permit, there's really nothing we can do. (laughs) (laughs) What is the name of this businessman? Uh, Color is his name. Color. I heard that name. Did you? (laughs) Did you now? I didn't think it was a person. He just, he mentioned color. But more importantly... Where is this color can be found? Uh, I don't know. One of his representatives uh, provided uh, some paperwork. We had the the family farmers uh, in town, and a deal was struck. And it seems to be of benefit to everyone. Why? Why are you so concerned about it? I'm sorry. You were saying something about more importantly. Uh, yeah. The last week or two weeks now. Uh. A young girl has gone missing. Tell us about the girl. It's, uh, Celicia Village. The young girl of the Village family uh, was gone after playing, and uh, the whole town spent an entire week searching the woods trying to find her, and of course we went looking for our town heroes. Unfortunately, you were not available. Speaking of the Villages, how was the party? It was cancelled. Oh, that is unfortunate. Um, we're sorry that we weren't available. Um, our, our, our absence has to do with this tower, perhaps. And it's of utmost important to delay or, or prevent this tower from being constructed. And you're just going to have to trust us at the moment. Well, then I'll ask you two questions. One, why should I trust you on that? It seems, again, like a valuable addition to the community. And two, who are you again? I'm <laughs> <laughs> Have I think we've met. Yes. Iggy uh, and I are, are good friends. Oh, well, this that's true. good enough for me. Knowing, having lived in the town for a while, the mayor, I mean, he's a good guy. Yep. He's like, you know, he's... Working to the benefit of the town. Yep, he just, he just doesn't like being the mayor. He'd rather just be a blacksmith. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? He, we have reason to believe that this color fellow is using the tower for nefarious purposes. 
or intending to do something evil. Like what? We believe that Color hired the gnome to scare away the farmers who were there. Oh, the gnome, yes. Idrisil pulls out one of the fangs from the worm creature that he took from uh, Bottom Hill and shows it to the mayor. This was at Bottom Hill before we took down, while we took down the creature. And he throws it on the Dramatically, a la Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) We followed information that was provided by the gnome. Incidentally, to uh, follow some pieces around the map. Once we encountered one of those locations, which is where we've been, by the way, trying to investigate this information, we were approached by a figure who mentioned that we needed to, we being the gnome, needed to continue to aid color at the hill. We don't believe he had good intentions, so we don't believe color has good intentions. Did I say it right? I did good, right? You did good. You did good. Very good, very good. (laughs) Well, what are your intentions? We are the defenders of Edlin Home. We shall keep it safe and protected. We shall be the heroes of all time. And we will keep this place continuing to be the safest place ever. You don't need a keep for that. You have us. Make a diplomacy roll plus two. Yeah, what he said. 28. What? <laughs> here, here, my friends. Yes. <laughs> Has there ever been doubt that these are the heroes we don't deserve? How does that line go? It's glad to, we're so glad to have you back. Well, whatever supports uh, you need, we're here for you. Um, that would, if, if you say there's trouble, then I believe you. Uh, we can try to reach out to this color representative and take a look at this contract again. If you think there's something more direct that needs to happen, the town will support you. Are there, are there any of the residents from Bottom Hill that are still here in Edlin home? No. Do you know where did they go? They took their money and uh, headed to Tabernary or Mirskon or somewhere else entirely. Anywhere in the Kingdom of Navarre is theirs. They were paid handsomely. Do do you know who all passed through here on their way? What do you mean? From from the farms. Did any of the families stay overnight or anything? They stayed here for several days during the negotiation. Do you remember which families those were? The Wheelers and the Roots. Okay. (laughs) Who are you again? (laughs) So, I feel what we should do is work together with you, Mr. Mayor, as a team to make sure that we are doing our best to make sure that Color is really who he says he is and doing the things he should be doing. In the meantime, we have some more defending to do. And possibly a, a missing little girl to find. Oh, and check in on the Widow Molary too. We haven't seen her in a couple weeks. <coughs> uh, we will. Yeah. Uh-oh. A lot of note scribbling, I see. Arleo. Apparently not um, friends with Molary. The blacksmith, What? what's he... Sp- does he make more weapons or does he make armor? 
Like, what's he have just hanging out in his shop right now? Taking a look. He has a few uh, weapons and general metal items to sell. He does lots of jobs to hire, generally speaking, but he does have uh, some standard weapons if you're looking to buy something different. Such as? He has the following as it loads up. He has the following. He has... Uh, a light mace. He has a short sword, a long sword. He has a metal shield. He has a battle axe and a light hammer, a warhammer type thing, a light hammer. And that's what he has. You need armor? No, he does not have armor. Fair. That uh, was more or less what I was looking for. Right. Also, at some point in time, I would have spent some time with this maglite flame thing. Oh, yeah? To, to try not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to try not to it. Uh, yeah, you have identified that as an ever-burning torch. Is, does it have an off switch? It does not. Hence the name ever-burning torch. <laughs> it is a torch. It's just a handle, that maglite type thing with a flame. You can... Uh, you can try and cover it. You can do whatever you want, uh, but it is a flame that burns continuously. Can I put a cap on it? In what? How? What? I can put it in his pocket. Yeah, so it's not like I don't have to like carry it out like you know I'm an Olympic <laughs> runner the whole time without like burning up everything. Because uh, I mean, it's gonna be a little obvious me running around with this like like. Yeah, you can if you can find some way to cap it. Yeah, it can't ever be extinguished or smothered, but you can try and limit where it goes. It doesn't take oxygen. It's magical. Okay. Does it burn? Does it catch things on fire? Uh, it, being it, a flame? it generates no heat. Okay. Oh really? So you just oh, weird. You just smother it with a. <laughs> I don't like it. Open flame. In my do magic back. tricks with it. I'm gonna give up my adventuring for <laughs> joining the circus. <laughs> yep. Traveling roadshow. As much as I don't like it, we should head over to the village's property and see if there's any things that they can answer I, about little should girl. We, should we maybe just <clears throat> call it a night and then do that in the morning? It's getting late. I got all the hit points. I, I don't even <laughs> sleep. What are we talking about? Perhaps head over tonight to ask. Wow, I sound like Idrisil there for a second. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did in my head. Um, <laughs> you sound like Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alright with that. Um, Sugar tits. <laughs> go over and ask them about her, about yeah. the girl, and then, you know, figure out, maybe make our plans tonight. Go to Malaysia's. Okay. Oh, uh, Cecilia. Uh, oh, holy gnome squad! I gotta check in with my dad. Silesia. He runs. Xander runs out. <laughs> Fate of the town be damned. <laughs> His dad's gonna be pissed. All right, we'll do just the four of us then, I suppose. Are heading to the village house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys then head across the dirt road to the village house. It's not a far walk at all. This is one of the nicer houses in town. They bought it just a couple months ago. Well, I guess a couple months plus one now ago. Uh, and they're new arrivals-ish in town. They are wealthy. They have paid some people to manicure the lawn and trim the trees and all that kind of stuff. 
the place, it's dark now and the place looks quiet. You can see there's a little bit of a light coming through the windows and you guys knock upon the door. The uh, father of the house, you know his name is Mordric, Mordric Village. He is a um, human, uh, well-trimmed beard, uh, handsome type guy, maybe 45 years old. He opens up the door and says, yes, who's there? Hello, Modric. This is, uh, I am, uh, Killian Fennel. I am a wayfarer. Did you look at your badge <laughs> on your chest? What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> I had to I'm, think about that for a second. I'm you Brother Fennel. Black tie. You've got one name to remember. <laughs> um, I am a wayfarer of Karen Hell, and these are friends and companions. <laughs> He's we on do. his first mission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Just back from, uh, yeah, reading. We are servants of Karahel. <laughs> we have come to save you. <laughs> um, we have just returned to town and heard of your your daughter's uh, disappearance. Uh, come in, priest. Yes, of course. I, I've I've heard your name. Yes, come in. Okay, let me go in. All right. Um, he sees. You still come in and nods. He sees this weird barbarian dwarf come in with a big sword. Perhaps it might be best if you kept guard outside. These are uh, friends and should hear of these things as well. They are all friendly, intelligent people who may have ideas beyond beyond what, what mine are and questions beyond very, what I can think of. Very well. Don't mind the gnomes. And then There's no he, gnome here. There's no gnome here. We're not the same. <laughs> We're not the same. He's yelling across the line. <laughs> and then uh, with the fourth person entering, Jix, he says, "Yeah, new. No. Uh, yeah, I think it's. We'll 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 thank you. We'll we'll what, take you. Uh, uh, What's Jix? Let's go outside. We're obviously not wanted here. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. I'm so, and he closes the door slowly. I was going to help you, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> the two of you, yes, of course, come in. Inside is a nice, luxurious foyer with a luxurious uh, uh, seating dining area. Luxurious for a small town, but still the nicest you've seen in this town. Um, you can hear someone talking in, a, in another room. It's very quiet, though, lighting and subdued. Uh, it's not very lively. Idrisil uh, hangs his bow up on the nearest hook that okay. he can find. There's a coat hook there, yeah. Get yourself at home. Well, no, just to, you know, just to show him. The bow, sword, Yeah, show trousers. him, you know, Flops he's down, not a... Puts his feet up on the table. Nowhere in the realm of the threat. the TV. Yeah. You got Netflix! Puts his feet up. What's your Wi-Fi? Oh, the Mandalorian? I saw this episode last week. Okay. <laughs> it's not that cute, guys, okay? It's just a Yoda. Um, uh, yeah, so he uh, <laughs> he walks in and just says to uh, Mordrick, uh, "We heard about. Um, I'm sorry for the hard subject, but we're we're here about your daughter. We're sorry for your. We're sorry for the loss. I appreciate that. It's been been a nightmare. Tell us of the circumstances of how she disappeared. The mayor said it's been two weeks. It's three? been too long. It's been." 13 days. And how many hours? 
<laughs> Killian joins the group outside the house. <laughs> and then I said, and then he said. Uh, when was she taken? Um, was it at night? Was she outside? Was she with anyone? She was outside playing in the kids' fort they have out in the woods across the way. He motions with his head behind the house. And uh, we called him in for dinner, and uh, Thea and Delia, they came back, and we started having dinner. We then asked about their other sister. These are your two daughters? You're, you have three daughters? Three daughters and a boy. And... Jepper? So, Jepper, yes. Um, you've heard of him. Mm. <laughs> he's famous around town. I'm sure he's a he's an impre- he's an impressive yeah, impressive lad. Yes, mm. but Celicia did not return, and we went out and called her name and could not find her. And after an hour, we got uh, Voldis involved, and he got the rest of the town involved. Did your t- children um, see anything? Did they mention? Seeing anything? They said they saw her uh, there when they left, and she was staying behind. Why would she stay behind? Does she normally go off alone? Mm, Not normally, but she has been doing it uh, maybe a bit more the last month since we've moved. Do you know what she's been doing when she's been alone? They play in their fort. She stays in the fort alone? No, the the kids come and go as they see fit. But they've been coming and going and she's been staying in the fort? Sometimes. And other times? Sometimes not. We've been told this is a safe town. It's why we moved here. We were told that there were protections in town that would come to your aid if necessary. And so far, that has not been true of any of them. We know Edlinholm to be a relatively safe place. However, there are many creatures that have been uh, surrounding the area. We just came back from a mission ourselves. If you've heard of Bottom Hill, um, we recently took down a creature there. um, And we believe that its allies are still in the area. Um, How does that bring back my daughter? It certainly doesn't bring her back. But that's why we're here. We want to. We just wanted to talk with you and get your first-hand opinion. If you've seen anything suspicious, anyone suspicious, if you've left town, if uh, your children might be able to tell us of any goings on in the woods near the area, if we could go into the woods uh, with your permission. You. That's woods for all. Uh, you, my children have nothing to share with you. I have nothing to share. I don't leave the town. Would it still be possible for us to speak to Thea and Dahlia? Make a diplomacy roll minus two. Oh, Harsh. <clears throat> Three? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've been through enough. It, it's not so much... Uh, it's not so important that we hear from them uh, the information, but if they are ever ready, uh, it will be They've been helpful. through enough, as has my wife. Modric, we understand you're upset. 
I can't imagine what it's like to have a child missing uh, for fear of death, but I can assure you... <laughs> Make it better. We will find... We will find her and we will find out what happened. I am grateful for your help. And if you do, uh, you will certainly be rewarded. A reward is appreciated, but not necessary at this Sign time. Sign here. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Takes his, takes his dagger out and picks his finger. Let's look that over first. <laughs> um, well, well, that's going on inside. Yes, what's going on outside, Jix and Eggy? Eggs. Yeah. Well, I guess we might as well prowl around on the outside here while we're talking inside. Oh, I was thinking about, uh, yeah, okay, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> um, Jix wants to just kind of start wandering around the perimeter of the home. Okay. Seeing if there's any open window that he can hear through or peek through or... Yes, there <laughs> is a open window and you hear a woman inside uh, um, chatting with her uh, child. And um, just a motherly voice. No, you you stay here, Jepper. Um, tonight we're just going to stay in and you're just such a good boy and you're the best boy ever. And just just give your mom a hug. All right, yeah, keep keep circling around the okay. house, keep going. There are no other open windows. Uh, do you want to try to break into windows or the no. basement doors? No, 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 we don't. All right. Um, <laughs> it just was talking to this guy Does and he any... looks out the window and he just sees a small head bopping uh. past him. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything noticeable, like, uh, in the yard area or in anything in of interest? Make a perception roll. Oh, that's going to be... I guess that's 13. 13 total? Yeah. Good. You don't see anything unusual there. It's very clean. Uh, there's no toys out there. It's very well tended to. Yep. The front door opens and Killian and Idrisil are heading out. Right, right as that happens, uh, Jix takes a little, like, leaf of an interesting plant that he okay. saw. Stuffs it in his pouch. The uh, father of the household, Mordric, uh, pulls you gently back, uh, Idrisil, and says, I'm sorry if I've seemed brusque with you. Yeah, I appreciate what you and your allies are doing. No, Modric, you have nothing to apologize for. We, he's wrapping his bow back around his uh, shoulder. We simply, we simply are emissaries. Uh, one of us of Karen Howe, but mostly just Adlin Home. We want to keep all of our neighbors safe. We want to make sure that everyone is leading their best life and most full life. For me, that satisfaction comes in helping others and finding missing children. We were told of the warmth of Edlin home, and it has certainly proven true. What's, uh... Uh, there's a, um, child's fort close by. We should investigate that while we're here. We're gonna have to go that way in the morning. So, yeah, what, what timing is it? It's gotta be 
Is it dark? Oh yeah, it's dark. It's like seven p.m. Oh. Yeah, let's just go go have some dinner and drinks and uh, uh, deal with this first thing. You want to wait till the morning to get this all started? Yeah. Well. No sense right. in tromping around in the woods at night if we don't have to. All right, you guys are going to take a break and rest then. Yeah. Uh, all right, Sounds you guys like head to your different domiciles for uh, Idrisil, that is Portmer's Archery Compound. Um, he's uh, resting by the time you get there, but you have your own little spot in the back. For Killian the Cleric, you're going back to the temple where you have your room there. Yeah. For Iggy, you have your a little storeroom spot at the uh, Thankful Lodge that you're returning to. Mm-hmm. And Jix, where do you go? Jix, Jix has a room at the Thankful Lodge that he is, he is uh, leasing. Okay. Um, sounds good. And then we have Xanner. Xanner, that night you are returning back to the Ember Lantern, the bar your father owns. Not the most uh, considerate of men and kind of men. As you open up the door, he looks up from the bar. There's no one else really in there. And he sees you. Xanner! Hi, Pop Pop! Where have you been? Uh... Time kind of got away from us. I found out it's time got rare. away. It actually, You've been gone a month. I know. I'm just as surprised as you are. I was so busy without you. I can see that. Come here. All right, right here. All right. I walk over to him. Uh, he throws his arms around you and squeezes you tight. I was so worried. Oh, I've missed you, Pop Pop. I've never, you've never been gone this long without, I was, I thought you would. All right, clean, clean this place up and make it look nice. No, I'm going wait. to bed. Can I at least tell you what I did? Just tomorrow. There is so much magic. I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And he goes to sleep and you're left alone in this place cleaning up heroically. Like, like a defender of Edlund. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Defender of Edlund home by day. <laughs> defender of germs by night. Uh, all right, there's one thing we need to do, a little bit of interesting bookkeeping, uh, since you guys are dealing with rooms and rates and all that kind of jazz. Uh-oh. We need to pay for cost of living. Uh, oh, you don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson needs to pay more Should've than anyone. Should have made it into Carol. I would have helped out. Whatever. All right, so you can, <laughs> you can pay by the week, by the month, or by the year, and then you choose the comfortability of your lifestyle. There is substance, which is homeless guy barely clinging to life. Then there is comfortable, um, a peasant type person, not thriving by any means. Then there's fine. You've got some decent stuff. You might be like a merchant, that kind of a deal. And then there's extravagant. We're talking like noble catered meals at every breakfast and all that stuff. Isn't there like a lower upper class? <laughs> that's, that's where there's at. So, uh, you guys, I'd recommend paying by the month so you, we can just be good for the whole month and maybe, Jix, you get Lentz. What, what is what is two copper getting? <laughs> oh, for how long? <laughs> they, get out a, the they get out a sundial. <laughs> uh, so, paying by the week or the month, uh, substance is two gold pieces a month, and that covers all your food and all of your rent and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> shaking his head, no. <laughs> uh, comfortable is four gold pieces a month. And then fine is, if anyone wants that, it's 130 gold pieces a month. And then extravagance, only 430 gold a month. Oh, wow, how much? Does, sure, what can I get for two copper? How much? How much is, is uh, um, Jix? Jix's stay for the month gonna be? Uh, if you give him comfortable, it would be four gold. Yours, Idrisil and Iggy, uh, and Xanner, and Killian. <laughs> now that I think about it, all of yours, you guys can take half off of. Okay. Because you guys kind of provide services for where you're at. Only Jix gets screwed up. I'm gonna, you pay double. <laughs> I'm going to go to uh, uh, Marpen because Cyril seems a little dickish. All right. And I'll pay her. I'll give her three gold for both uh, Jix and I for the month. Okay. Um, and do you tell her to lie and accept his two copper as though it was all his payment to begin with? Uh, yep. Okay. You do have a room now and room and board, Jix, for a month. Thanks, Jix. And you guys are both staying in separate rooms at the Thankful Lodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a closet. And yeah, he has a better room than you do, and you just paid for it. Yeah, yeah, well, all right. I don't need much. <clears throat> at the Temple of Karahel, Killian, you are there. You have paid your due respects coming into the door, cleansing your hands, writing a, a note in your book about yep. your adventures. <clears throat> you see some people, you catch up a bit briefly, eager to get some rest on what they're doing. A lot of uh, new research and book ideas. There's a big scriptorium you quietly um, peruse. And you have a, another meeting with the high priest of the temple. Morag? Morag is his name. A dwarven priest who wears the simple robes like you do, but a much finer, cool mm. blue belt karate type thing around his waist <laughs> to signify his rank. And he uh, continues your conversation with him. <clears throat> it's uh, good, good that you're back and uh, I assume you'll be off on some other escapade. Uh, indeed, we will uh, shortly be traveling away again. Any idea where that might be? There's been a disappearance of a young girl in the town and it appears that uh, perhaps another townsperson has disappeared as well. We need to investigate both of those. What other townsperson? Uh, Molary? I do not know that individual. She, um, there was a fellow we met on the road who was, uh, said that he was going to go meet her. Um, he had some snakes with him. Arleo. <laughs> <laughs> he raises an eyebrow. <laughs> well, if uh, yeah, th perhaps there's more to this than simple coincidence, as this might be something more planned, more, more perhaps diabolical against the town. Uh, it is a possibility, and then we also um, the tower that is being built out in Bottom Hill. Uh, they. I've they, heard of it. Yes, we ran into a, a creature who spoke to uh, my gnome companion as if he knew him. Um, he thought he was Vargalos, who we had dispatched. And then um, we had acquired a, an artifact, and um, he said to take it to Bottom Hill 
And then he mentioned a name and the same name of the person, Kohler, who's now building this tower. I have heard that name before as well. Uh, have you... Some businessman of some prestige in Navarre. I think he's more than that. And um, probably if my suspicions and intuition is correct, he is a nefarious character who we may have to in time deal with. Well, I respect the path you choose. I, I would ask, though, keep an eye on these missing people in particular. Keep an eye out for our own lost member. Acolyte Lofio has gone missing. Oh, no. Yes. Not to Lofio. Lofio, yes, you know him. He was here uh, right before you departed. He's been only with us a month. Yes, I met him briefly and um, had some interactions with him, yes. He spends uh, plenty of evenings at the Ember Lantern Tavern in town. I, I'm sure you don't know the place, but... It's just south of the pond. I have met my friends there. Oh. Um, um, well, I'm not surprised. We haven't who... seen them for a week. Yeah. Perhaps this is more of that diabolical attack upon the townspeople. <clears throat> it has been my experience where there are towns, where there is civilization, where there is good in this world, the evil tends to stay at bay as though it is a, a light that keeps out darkness. But perhaps... Some darkness has found its way further into these lights of hope. Well, Carahold willing, we will... Don't you lecture... No. <laughs> <laughs> we will spread the light and, and, and diffuse the darkness. That is good. Now, let us pray. Let us pray. <laughs> <laughs> and he breaks you pray with him. All right. Uh, it is the next day. You guys are awake. You've got, again, all your hit points. You've got all your spells. Any wounded status, I think we had one left, is now gone. And you guys are gathered together outside the Thankful Lodge, where a couple of you are staying, and uh, you guys all meet there in the morning. What's your plan? How did everybody sleep? My bed was great. Dusty, though. We've been gone for a really long time. Yeah. My dad doesn't clean my room. My dad doesn't clean anything. So clean same, same plan. We're going to go look for that little girl. What? What little girl? Oh, right. The, the Valages girl. <laughs> the Valages, yeah. Yes. And also um, one of the priests of Karahel has gone missing as well. So that it's third, third, three missing people. Who was it? Uh... An acolyte named Lofio. Not oh, Lofio! little guy. Yeah. So that's two missing people, right? There's <laughs> Molary. So that's two missing people. <laughs> we don't need to go looking for Lofio. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's very <laughs> troublesome. I miss him already. Carahal disapproves. <laughs> don't pray about oh, it. <laughs> he was pray. young. How, how, how old was Lofio? How old is Lofio? Excuse me. <laughs> Past tense already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, young, I don't know. You put him in his early 20s. Early so middle 20s age for say. this. Because we heard the... <laughs> My age? <laughs> uh, we heard the that witch we have... She's been rumored to be taking children, correct? Aye. <clears throat> I don't know. So, so who's the third person that's missing? A, a townsperson named Molary. Remember the guy with the horse we met? He was going to visit her. That shaky bastard with, with the, the snakes. snakes. Bit you. 
Oh, I, uh, I don't. Okay. So, why don't we go check on, on this Moldary person first? I think we should go after the young girl. Just They're likely all together, but uh, we can search for clues. Well, I know where uh, Moldary used to live. Or still lives. If she's, it can be found, I can show you right now. I, <clears throat> we can check there. And I've, the little girl, um, the father said that she would stay behind in the fort by herself. Uh, and that was a new thing that she was doing. Perhaps um, we can discern some clues from, from the fort or there might be something something to it, some trail. Yeah, I think if we... My vote is to do that. If we go for the fort, we might find some clues. Um, we can certainly go to Molari's either on, if it's on the way there, we can do that. I thought it was west. Uh, where does Molari, Molari live? Which one's closer, Molari or the fort? Uh, they're both, I think, very close, just in the middle of... Okay, perfect. You can take a look at your map to verify. Her place is right there. All right, let's go, I guess, visit Molari, and then we'll... Okay. Or we'll go to the Molary's place and see. Let, yeah, let's do that. And then um, if we don't get an answer, we can go to the woods quicker. But let's see if we get an answer. All right. You guys walk down the road. It's not far at all to the widow Molary's house. And uh, you knock upon her door. Are you doing something more? Yeah, let's knock. Knock. All right. You bang on the door. And after a while, you bang again and you hear some shuffling sound and some movement of furniture type sound from inside. And then you hear the door unlock and the door opens up wide and you see a shirtless man you've met before named Harleo standing there <clears throat> with his big kind of pudgy, hairy belly. And he does the very overly casual thing of putting his hands on the door top and just kind of leaning out in the doorway right next to you guys. And he says, hey, good morning. It What's just, going it on? It just takes a step back from his breath and just, oh. Killian gives a, a little tug on his right ear, like picking up the uh, um, kind of oddness of it. Okay. Um, kind of glances over at um, Iggy <clears throat> while tugging on his ear. How are you? <laughs> Har Harleo, right? That's right. Who, who are you, man? You, we've met. You don't remember us? We met you on the road. Oh, yeah. You and your, you had snakes. Yeah, and you, you, uh. I asked if you were coming to Molary's to, yeah. to, you know, to, to get laid. Did. How's it going? Did, did you get laid? Oh, yeah. Yeah? We're going to have to see. Yeah, where's Molary? We have some business with her. Why do you, why do you need to why do you have to see Molary? None of your business. We have business with her. Basically. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, not not me. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't need. It's fine. He, he's still virgin. He's just last. <laughs> hey, we're all good here. We don't need to be waking up Molary. Um. No, we, we we're, we're going to have to speak to her. Uh, well, what's it about? Maybe I can help you. We're going to have to speak to Molary. Uh, you see, there is a woman moving around in the dark house um, within, beyond, behind him, within, uh, within the, the room there. 
It is a youngish woman who is absolutely not Molaria because she's a middle-aged 40-year-old widow. Uh, and you don't know this particular person. Uh, Elven lady. She's kind of looking, trying to look past Hario and see who you guys are. Idrisil's ears kind of perk up and quiver, right. uh, and he, he's looking right past uh, Harleo, right at her, uh, okay. to see if she notices him. Uh, and she's not noticing, she sees you, yeah. but she's not noticing you. Um, Iggy, if you'll let us in the house, please. Okay. <laughs> and I barrel right, just, just, just <laughs> shoulder my way in. Make an athletics roll, plus three, he's not expecting this. Uh, 26. Whoa! You can describe any way you want how this situation of getting I in. just put, so he's human. So yeah, I just basically like put my shoulder into his like upper, his middle torso area and okay. just walk right in. And then I, I do a little like uh, entrance like to, uh, <laughs> to Killian. Like, here you go. All right. He's like, hey guy, what are you doing? Don't worry about it. We're here for Molary. Where is she? And who's your friend? The lady who's right there, she just backs away and she says, What what is this? Killian walks in. Where is where is the where is the mistress of this house? And the lady says, She's back here. And Who do you think you walk Killian, right past yeah. her? <laughs> okay. Uh you walk through the house, the house is smoky, it smells funny, and uh, it's almost completely pitch black. There's some uh, lanterns boiling that are turned down way low. And you walk past her, you poke your head into one room, there's nothing there, it's disheveled. You poke your head into another room and you see there is a bed there with uh, the widow Mo Larry. She's laying on the bed. She lays there sleepily and stirs and looks up at you, and she says, what? You see that there is a snake uh, in the bed with her. Uh, Mr. Smolary? Is what is it? Are you all right? I'm fine. What time is it? It is in the morning. Oh, I slept late. And, uh, your friend Harleo? Do you know that man? Yeah. Are we gonna eat? What are we doing? Does she seem drugged or? Make a medicine roll. Natural 20. <laughs> Ooh. She seems drugged. You sniff at the air and you believe they are burning a special type of incense called bright lotus which is just a very euphoric experience. <clears throat> and where's the, the snake in comparison to Molary? It's, uh, she's laying on the bed facing you on her side and the snake is uh, on her belly, uh, or alongside her belly. Doing what? Uh, just kind of slowly going up towards her head and her arms. Okay, um, Killian will just kind of casually walk up and if, as he gets closer to the snake, um, he's just gonna reach out and snatch it by the back of its, like, like basically, you know, kind of snake catcher type. All of. right, you've got the snake in your hand. Uh, it starts to kind of slowly wrap around, but the snake seems lazy. Okay, um, he's gonna 
Toss it. Okay, you fling the snake. <laughs> you hear foam back out into the uh, house. Harleo say, Lulu, what are you doing? And then he's, and then Killian picks up um, the Mistress Molary and is going to walk her out of the house. Okay, Harleo is there checking on his snake. He sees no, you. No, before he tries to go down the hallway, I'm going to stop him. All right. I think if you stay up here in the living room with me, things will work out better for you. He's bats away your hand he says i think you better get out of here and you don't know what you're getting into buddy and he trip him oh okay uh you don't need to make a roll that's automatic he's not prepared for that he moves past you and <laughs> you, you would think he'd get prepared after he got barreled out <laughs> and you trip him and he goes crashing to the ground and just as that happened killian you step over him mm-hmm. with mo larry and he says what are you guys doing don't kidnap her. We're not kidnapping anyone. We're making sure she's all right. Everyone's fine. You're going to stay down there on the floor. Uh, Killian will hand Molary over to maybe Idrisil, if that's okay. Oh, am I inside? We haven't even gotten there yet. Well, I'm, I mean, we're back to the okay. outside. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he spins around on Harleo. And, um, who's on the ground. Who's on the ground. And he kind of stands over him. Um, so you've drugged the lady with Bright Lotus and taken over the household. And what other nefarious things are you doing here? There's nothing nefarious. The only thing nefarious is you breaking in here. We were having a great night and you've ruined our night now. He says, shielding his eyes from the morning light. (laughs) (laughs) I have half a mind to take you to the, to the temple of Karahel right now. You better be gone by, by by the time I get back. And he yeah, turns around and leaves. Yeah, you better be gone by the time and you I get back. I put my foot on his chest. Ah! Be, mind your tongue. He minds his tongue does not say another peep as you leave. Idrisil uh, walks past Iggy uh, looking at the guy and he looks at the elf the woman. And he speaks in Elvish and mm-hmm. he asks her, uh, what are you doing to the woman? Why did you drug her? We're not doing anything. Why did you take her? We were told that she's missing and being could have been harmed. And then we walk into a room and see her with a snake on her belly. And you just barge in and take whoever you want? We sure do. She says an elven, so suck it. (laughs) (laughs) We sure do. (laughs) Uh, Well, when we get word that they've been taken, and a suspicious man walks up smelling of, I don't know what. Bright Lotus. <laughs> Apparently of Bright Lotus. She she seemed drugged. They had to drag her out, handing her to me. I don't know your games, but I'll go ahead and, and find the mayor of this town, and he'll get his little defenders to come and take her back from you. Mayor's a good friend of ours. He happened to uh, make some of our weaponry as the blacksmith, and uh, he will back up everything that we're saying. She spits on the floor at your feet. Puncher! <laughs> I, uh, I turn to Iggy, and I just say, we're not going to get anything out of these two. Just leave them here. And I walk out. All right. All right. Um, what are you doing? Molary, you're safe! We were worried. Let, let, what? Let me go. No. 
Um, gonna take her to Carahel. Okay. The te- te- temple. Let's uh, make the ride a little easier for her and use the horse. Oh yeah. Let's find Harleo's horse. You're going to requisition Harleo's <laughs> horse. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, you find it tied up out back and um, get her on the horse. And you... It's a spear. Kelly gets a spear out. <laughs> Does anyone have it like a, an elixir or something we might want to spare on her and get her healed ourselves and question her sober? Oh, it's the next Maybe. morning, is it not? Yes. Um, you guys have anything like that? I can't do anything about her drugged. Mm. Yeah, get her, get her somewhere safe. To Carahel! Um, Jix could whip up a quick potion. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, we could take her to the temple or and ask and have more questions asked, or we could do this ourselves and see if she was taken. If not, just send her back in with the bright lotus and on you go. Well, if we head back to the Ember, I do have some more Will-O-Wisp. That's really good for hangovers. It might be, might work for her for this one as well. Jax, what do you got? Well, I, I could whip up a little antidote. I I don't know if it'll work or not, but we could give it a shot. He starts hawking things in his throat. <laughs> How no, he picked, he picked sure are you, Zana? In the, in the house last night. <laughs> the uh, Ember lan- what? Ember Lantern? Is that where we're going? You have a willow... Will-O-Wisp. Uh, Ember you all, home. Ember you all tried some of this Ember when we were drinking that one time oh, it was a while yeah, ago, yeah. but yeah, I... We keep it behind the bar for just such occasions. I'm I'm interested in getting her sober ourselves instead of bringing her to more people. That's five, a good they all know, you know the old saying: five people can keep a secret. <laughs> oh, six people. <laughs> that is a fair start. Let us. Uh, so you're heading back to the tavern, Ember. Bef- yeah. Before I leave, I still have my foot on uh, Harleo's chest, and I put a big little fat door finger into his face. You and. Uh, Lulu, is it? <laughs> uh, you have uh, one hour to get the hell out of town. I'm going to come back here. If you're still here, you're going to meet Lucy. And I walk away. Make an intimidation roll. Haha, <laughs> yeah, seven. Okay. <laughs> Who's Lucy? I want to meet her. <laughs> it sounded much deeper in mm, your head. Yeah. You got to get out of here. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. And you leave. And it was really good, but you tripped on the doormat on the way out. <laughs> you guys yeah, take the horse and Mulary back to the rear of the tavern and yeah. start jabbing this. Jamming thing, um, drinks down her throat. Okay. We're, we're basically going to drug her ourselves. <laughs> okay. So, the the willow wisp is a small bottle. I, I poured it into a small drink. It could be in a, a wee bit of bead or uh, anything else. It, it's just a, it's just a, a dose. So a, a serving that goes in could be water, but it tastes a little rough. It's All a right. Bark. Do you have any coffee? Maybe coffee? I, I can definitely get some coffee. Yes. We have coffee this morning because our guy at the end, he always uses it in the morning. You uh, feed, you drink, you give her that such a drink. You give her some coffee. After 30 minutes, there's still no change. She's just kind of sloth and just laying there or has her head on the table. Um, 45 minutes, there's no change. So bored. Here, <laughs> <laughs> let try something. And Jix reaches into his pouch and pulls out the reagent and pops it in a little um, S2 booking file. Shakes it up a little bit and uh, walks over to Mo'Larry. Gently says, 
here, 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 here you go. And just puts in your little potion. He pours it in into her lips. All right. You do such a thing. I'm rolling a die, and after about 15 minutes, she seems a little more annoyed and lucid. What am I doing here? It's cold. Hi, Malari. Uh, I'm Xanner. Welcome to the Ember Lantern. We uh, were asked to find you because you had been missing for a while, and it was we were concerned that you were not here. I'm I'm right here. You found me. Were you? Supposed Where to am be? I again? Well, right now you're in the lantern, the Ember Lantern. We're we're still in Evelyn home. Oh, can you take me home? Sure, but there's a kind of a couple of people there we're a little suspicious about. Harleo and some elf maiden, I believe, right? That's what you saw? Are they supposed to be there? Oh, they're fine. Are they friends of yours? Yeah. They didn't seem very nice to us, and they were hiding you quite a bit. They're nice people. I can't remember her name, but they're nice people. Why are they nice people? They, we, we get along. We chat. We have fun. There was only one snake there, right? You only saw one snake. The elven lady was the other snake. Declares Killian. (laughs) Uh, Not Killian, but... Chris. Pretty sure. Yeah, could someone just take me me back home. That would be great. Mm, I'm a little wobbly. I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you're okay. We were really concerned. You hadn't apparently come out of your house in a very long time. It's it's a good, cozy home. I I don't understand why any of this is of your concern. She scoots her chair back and stands up and kind of teeters a bit. Malari, do you know what it was that they gave you? N- n- I don't know. You gave me some weird drink, and I don't know what no, was No, not it. us. Them. Harleo. Do you know what he gave you to make you feel that way? I don't know what you're talking about. I just want to go home. Uh, so knowing probably a little bit something about Brightside, <clears throat> lo- uh, Brightside Lotus, Bright Lotus, Bright Lotus. Um, what are what are what are the effects? Like you know the the longer term effects of like you know long term exposure. There haven't been many case studies done. On <laughs> <it>. <laughs> the anecdotal evidence uh, supports what conclusions? Um, there is. Uh, it has. Uh, an opposite of becoming uh, a little resilient to it, you become just more and more susceptible to it over time, uh, is the long-term effect. But yeah, it gets you euphoric, sleepy, um, great for dreams, relaxing, chilling, having sex, whatever it is, food's good. Uh, but it really pulls you out of the environment pretty heavily, and yeah. it's hard to get back in. So it's like ecstasy. Sure. <laughs> How do you know that? Before we... Some- Want it right now. Before <laughs> we take you home, uh, Voldus, uh, the mayor, he was the one that asked us to find you. Um, let's go by his house and just, uh, so he knows you're safe. And then we'll see what he wants us to do then. Fine. Let's. And you take this middle aged woman slowly. No, oh, you put her on the horse. horse. Yeah. You take her over there and you have a conversation with Voldus. You tell him what's up. And he says, uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't know what to make of this. She hasn't been out of the house in a while, but here she is, nice and safe. Um, 
<clears throat> can we leave her here with you for a little bit? You can see her home. Yeah, let's take. Let's do that. That sounds good. And while you're at it, take an extra look at Harleo and his elven friend. They better not be there still. I'll keep. Well, we did take his horse, so they can't get very far. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking. <laughs> And he takes Molary and just tries to make her feel reassured and takes her inside her and inside his place. Inside her. Inside his place. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. I still don't like it. No, I got the impression that they were, that she knows something or has had something in her place and they're using her. You always think somebody knows something, like like you like <laughs> because like, everybody knows something. Like you thought the Wheelers knew something. Oh, the Wheelers knows. <laughs> I will find out oh, what the Wheelers know. Something. I will track the Wheelers to the end of the earth. Season four. <laughs> I, I I think I think she's just a. a I speech. mean, Harley is. He's a bit of a. You know, a bit of a toss pop. I mean, he doesn't really fit into Edlin Home, but who does fit into Edlin Home? That's part of what we are. We're a bit of a melting pot of a lot of different places. Right, Killian? You're new. Now there's Jix here. We got a goblin living with us. This is kind of a neat place. It's a, a mixture of a lot of other things. Yeah. I had a lot of coffee. I shouldn't have drank all that. What's happening? Jix is eating a grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> What's your plan? Oh, we got one. There's, there's two others that are missing, right? We're on a roll. Let's get to the next one. <laughs> I really don't like sending her back home. No, we're not. She's we're staying not. here She's with, with Voldus. Yeah, brother. and then he's going to take her home in a little bit. Vol What's his name? Voldus? Voldus. Voldemort? Something like that? But, Volva. If, but we need to ensure that he has... Like, uh, he has good intentions. We need to ensure that he knows Harleo has good intentions. Or if he doesn't, don't leave her there. There's no way he has good intentions. Well, yeah. So if we're going to leave him with Voldus, make sure Voldus knows. Voldus knows that. He says he's going to take a look at him. Okay. We yeah. should go back and divine lance him, I think. <laughs> Just open up. Hello. <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to find out if somebody's evil or not. Catch him Just with their pants down. Is that what you're saying? Just saying. There's lots of bad people around. You can't just go lancing everyone. How does it work against chaotic neutral people? <laughs> uh, I think we it should go... only work against those who have truly evil intent. Not There's a lot of those people around. There's a lot of right. Those. And those people should not be I'm, around. I'm leading with Xanar here. I think we should go... We've got one. Let's go for three. Let's go for the girl. For now. I, th I mean, that was our initial... Yeah, I would much rather rescue a innocent little girl than whatever the hell she is. Motioning to Molary. We're all equal in Kara Hill's eyes. You just said evil! <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the little one! <laughs> I caught you! <laughs> Touche! <laughs> I think I know where uh, Cecilia's fort is. Uh, this way. Xander heads off. How do you know where some little children's fort is, Xander? Oh, wow. Don't make it creepy. We're all small. Xander, <laughs> uh, you head off and head towards the Village household. That's rich coming from you. Xander <laughs> uh, moves with confidence That's as though job. he knows exactly what he's talking about until he gets to the household and gets around the back and then he just kind of wanders around and wanders around. 
And then he finds it. There's a fort in the trees out back behind the house. There's a couple trees and you see there is a fort. Uh, it's a wooden little simple structure that's been built about eight feet up on top of a couple between two trees. Uh, Impossible to reach. (laughs) (laughs) What for the wooden doof? It's a simple little uh, dilapidated little structure, and uh, yeah, it's there for sure. Want to have a look, Idrisil? Idrisil jumps up. Uh, You easily climb up that. You have a natural affinity to climbing trees, and you get up there, and uh, you are inside this fort. It's like a Bart Simpson-style fort inside. No girls allowed, but no, that's not true. <laughs> there are some toys and stuff there, like, uh, I don't know, wooden toys, like a small bow and some blunt wooden arrows. And, and grams. And <laughs> <laughs> a couple dolls and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it's a small little fort for kids. Yeah, is there anything that w- might stick out? Is there anything I see, like, uh... <sighs> cl- uh one shoe or like clothes or anything. everything I described is what you see. You might make a perception roll though. We'll see. I'll be a 12 total. A 12 total. Uh, no, that's all that you see. Yep. searching around to see if there's um, an obvious trail that goes like further into the woods. Sure. Make a survival roll. You need a 20 or higher. Nope. Nowhere near. All right. It, you... I'm going to use a hero point. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. That die oh, just God. went flying across the table. <laughs> all right, different die. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> all that effort. You see Funny. lots and lots of tracks. Uh, the town helped search around this these trees quite a bit, and there's no, you can't make heads or tails of what's going who or where. Let's see. Well, we've only just started looking. Did we talk to the people here? Because that uh, might be a good start. We could ask someone. The villages, yeah. Yeah, K- K- Killian and Idrisil did last night. You said yes. that she goes off on her own quite a bit recently. Um, and, uh, but she's never been gone much after dark. And there's no one really suspicious that anyone could name. And they didn't let us talk to the other children. Well, you weren't a gnome. <laughs> That's true. I will walk up to the village's house All right. and knock on the door. As you walk towards the house from the rear, you see someone was looking out the rear window and closes some little drapes as you begin to head this way. You walk around to the front of the house and knock on the door. The door opens up. And there is a young man named Jepper standing there. <laughs> and he says, hello. Oh, what do you want? Hi, you have been needing my help, it seems. Jepper, you don't know this. I'm sure you don't know a lot of things. I am a defender of Edlin Home. In fact, we all are. He closes the door. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I put my hand in. All right. Into the door. You, you put your hand in. Uh, he stopped closing it on you. He opens it up again. Chepper, we're here to help you with Celicia. I know that she's around, and I think you can help us find her. 
What do you know about where she is? We want to bring her home. Make a diplomacy roll as the door begins to close again. 18. All right. He closes the door and says, how do you think you can help? You're just a bartender. I'm not. And I take my hand, the one that might still be in the door or, or is now open, and I make it glow green. Mm. Whoa. I then point to the dirt behind me, just turn myself around, and I lift a rock out of the, out of the ground. Wow. I take my other hand. Okay, okay, I get it. <laughs> this is a well-manicured yard. Don't mess it up. We, it's not just me. We can do a lot of things together, and I think we can help her. Do you have any idea where she goes when she's by herself? Or anyone that she's been talking to? Yeah, we we go out to a fort out behind the house. We looked at the fort. Is that the only place that she likes to go or that everyone likes to go? That's the only place. I mean, she sometimes has been out there longer than the rest of us playing with her uh, little trinkets. What things does she play with? Her little trinket thing she uh, has at the, in the window. Can you describe it? It's square, but there's no glass, and you can see through it. Right, window. Okay, I thought you said something else. I just wanted to make sure. Does she have any jewelry or anything that she usually likes to play with? No, she's got jewelry, but you can't have that. I don't want it. I just wanted to, to make sure that it may have been with her where she was. I don't know. Okay. Well, you've been super helpful. <laughs> I think we might have something to go on here. Oh, one other thing. What's that? What are Did her you friends' slam the names? door on his face? <laughs> so close. What are her friends' names? Her friends? She, we don't have friends. We have each other. Not one other person, Jeffers? Sisters. Just you? It's us. That's got to be really sad. <laughs> he closes sure. the door on you after all. You ugh, closes the door. Slam. <laughs> <laughs> I kept that to myself. <laughs> you return to the group. <clears throat> not helpful. Did not work out. But he did mention that she had a trinket. <gasps> no, 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 no. I start glowing uh, purple and I start trying to detect magic. Okay. Uh, going purple, detecting magic. You can detect magic around the fort area. There is. You know, I was going to say that, that you should do that. I was like, ah. There's something magical near the fort. Hang on a second. I'm going to move closer to it and, and, and see if I can. Really focus. Okay, you are able to spend, he spends a good 10, 15 minutes walking 15 feet to this side, then to this side, then to this side, and narrowing it in to a particular section. You uh, point that out to Idrisil, and Idrisil, you climb back up, and with his guidance, you are able to find a small little slab of wood that can be pried open. And within are, uh, is a single small figurine hidden within. Uh, it looks like a little uh, horse or a little unicorn, but it's made out of um, twine and sticks of wood, uh, possibly made by a child. I uh, pick up the item and I inspect it a little bit and then I hand it quite gently to 
I guess uh, Xander, maybe Iggy, whoever's kind of closest to me, I'd reach down and... Okay, Xander, you have it. And Xander, you exclude it from your search. You search again and you don't detect magic. So this is the one item. All right, this is it. There's there's some magic in here. Uh, Give me a second. I'm going to read its aura. Oh, okay. Reading its aura, you uh, make a roll that you don't know what it is for roll. All right. <laughs> this is a, what is this? That's not too bad. Uh, un, unaffected at 16. 16 is your base roll. After you spend some time casting your read aura on the item, you get additional information. This is a magical item of very faint nature that is have based on divination magic. And in particular, you recognize this as an, an occult item used sometimes in simple rituals that is sometimes used by nasty sorcerers and spellcasters to attract a weak-minded people to certain locations. This is a natural calling item. This is used to lure people. That's exactly its design. This is a natural piece of magic. This is dark natural magic. This is something a witch would use. For what purpose? Luring people away. Stealing children. To where? Children. Wherever they are or wherever they they need them to go. This would call them. To the item. It would call them to the maker or, or to a location that they would have it from. So not to the item. So, so how do we find her now? Let's go. Let's, Here, let's go to the witch. <laughs> it, it could be the witch. It could be someone else. I, I wish I had a way that I could trace this is actual location where it's from. It only works in the weak minded. Here, let me try. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hand Jix the, the, uh, the horse. Jix, make a willpower saving throw, please. He's on it. He's having a fun time playing this little horse. Seven. So perfect. That is what you wanted. <laughs> and he's really enamored by it. And he you start playing with this thing going, woo, it's going up and down. It's galloping. You sit down on the grass and start playing this little thing. And then you're like making sure it's okay and it's well fed. And the rest of the group's kind of looking at each other and you just keep playing for like five, six, seven minutes. And then the group starts to back away at uh, Killian's request. He boasted you guys, you guys back away five, 10, 15, 20, 30 feet. Jix, you could not care any more about it. You care less, you're just completely just enthralled with this fun, relaxing toy. And he is no longer a member of this group until you go and take that away from him. He's very pleased with it. Let's go. <laughs> um, I brought the horse with us, so I hand the reins over to Killian, and I go up to Jix and take the doll out of his hand. No! Yes, sir. No! Yeah, you're getting Ow! weird. You're getting, <laughs> you're, trying to fight him. you're getting weird. It's uh, mine. No. I'll give it back to you later. What have you named it, Jix? Entropy. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Going in the notes. All right. I'm going to just put the doll in my pack. Okay. Jix seems a little flustered. Yeah, Jix is eyeing, side-eyeing Iggy for that. 
Why'd you take my horse away? Because you were acting weird. I was just playing with it. You were you were playing with it for about 15 minutes. Now's not the time for playing. Entropy needed some attention. She's been missing her previous owner. I was just just giving her some love. Xanar, I think this proves our point. It definitely He's a brony. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm a brony. I knew it. <laughs> we need to uh we need to hunt down the witch. That's my suspicion. If this is a magic item used by, like you say, probably, possibly used by a witch. What a witch is known for. Because he also might be missing, does Lofio have any items or a secret hidey place that he likes to go to? I only knew him briefly while he was here. I don't know of any specific place or anything of that nature. Does he have a room? <laughs> At the... Uh, temple, yes. Maybe we should check that out, too, to see if he has anything. It's not a bad idea, yes. Would anyone at the lodge know his whereabouts, possibly? Does he know anyone there? Do you mean- uh, he was at the, uh, he would go to the Ember Lantern. Lantern. Um, a lot. If uh, we go there as well, um, if not as a group, Xana, when you go there for the night, if there's anyone there, maybe ask them if they've seen him. I think if we're gonna look, like look for him, we gotta remember those those guys from the lumber camp that uh, were giving him a hard time. No. Yes, uh, of course. The other night. Was that? That was. You a, mean a month ago? That was a. It was a month ago. He was uh, having some fun and joking around with some of the minor local miners. Miners. Yeah. That camp. was the one right. moment you guys saw him. That's right. But I. No, no offense to your brethren, your brother, but we should follow, we should follow the lead on looking for this little girl. I agree. It is likely that where she is, um, he is as well. Yeah. As if, if he's possible. truly missing, um, it is probably connected. So if we find her, it is likely that we will find his abductor as well. Xana reaches into his uh, his carry pouch and uh, to pull out the uh, the map that he had, the crudely made map that the okay. keeper would not take from me, and uh, look at it again in relation to where the tower is and, and point out. All right, if we're gonna go, the swamp witch is that way. You look at the map Xana has; it's very crude, and the other direction you went with the faces, Idrisil, you had a rough idea and we're able to find it. This one, you think it would be very challenging, not impossible, but very challenging to find based on this very simplistic map. There are any identifiers that are easy to find. It might be several days before you are successful or several days before you might give up. This is going to be much tougher to locate. Is there anybody in town that would know local topography well enough to maybe give us some insight? Uh, make a society roll. Uh, that That's is going to be... Topography. <laughs> this is going to be a 21. 21. You can think of two people off the top of your head that might be good at that. One is uh, Portmer, the ranger in town mm -hmm. that uh, Idrisil uh, works and lives with. 
And the other is, and someone else who might know about spellcaster types, is an old wizard in town by the name of Gabe the Wizard. <laughs> Either so. <laughs> is it possible we could speak to Portmer about this? Yes, of course. I think uh, I'll have a word with him this evening. Very well. Will uh, you loan him the map? So you Very can speak. careful with it. It's our only one. I crumble the edge of a ball and put it in my pocket. <laughs> okay. I got it. The scary part is he doesn't have pockets. <laughs> go? You're heading to Portmer's place then? Yes. Okay, you head out to Portmer's place. You were just there like an hour and a half ago when you woke up from there. Uh, Portmer's place is an archery range and he's got several little targets. He's up this morning. Uh, out behind his place, shooting at some targets with his old bow. And he sees, is it just you coming or is the group following along? Uh, anyone's welcome. All right, the group I'm, is uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go to Gabe's. Okay. We had a really good time yesterday right. and he still smells funny, but he might have a map. That's better than this one. Okay. Portmer uh, is there uh, and I'll he, go with, uh, with, with Xander. Oh, with Idrisil. Everyone's there with Idrisil except Xander. Um, okay. I'm going to go investigate. I'm so wrong. <laughs> The room, Lofio's room. Okay. Yeah. So you're going by yourself? You're going by yourself? Jix? Jix is looking for another pony. <laughs> Jix is entropy. hanging out with Iggy. He wants to get his, he wants to get entropy back. Okay. Uh, Portmer is there. You're walking past a barrel. He's got a bit of his breakfast of some bread and two apples on there. And he's about still 50, 60 feet away from you. He sees you coming and, uh, nods his head at you, Idrisil, your old uh, archer trainer. And Portmer says, uh, Idrisil, apple! And he readies his bow. I grab the apple instinctively and I just throw it up and I lob it he as high as I can. fires his arrow as true as true can be and hits it with his skill and pierces the apple and it goes spiraling through the air. I attempt to tumble and catch it like a baseball. You do so. Impressive, impressive. You're back early. Oh, and you've brought a friend. Yes, Iggy is here. Throw the apple, throw the apple. He'll love it. Uh, I take, I pick up an apple. There's and, the other uh, apple. I feed it to the horse. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, that was my breakfast, uh, but we can share. We can share. I uh, I take the arrow out of the apple and I start twirling the arrow between my fing betwixt my fingers, yes. and I just walk up to uh, to Portmar. Portmar, I've got something uh, quite troublesome to ask you. Um, I hope that you'll allow me this. Of course. What is it? Well, we've come across, and I take out the crumpled map from my breast, your bosom, my bosom, <laughs> my bosom, buddy. And I, uh, I show it to him. Mm, this is moist. <laughs> <laughs> well, the apple kind of exploded on me, uh, so some juice on me. Smells musky. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I got nothing. I thank you for this gift. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, on this map, uh, we're looking for, and he points to where it just says witch. Oh, it's Do hard you, to see. It's yes, all crumpled. <laughs> We're looking for a witch known to be somewhere in this area, uh, Master. We're worried that she might have taken one of the village's children and some other people. We found this magical, we found this magical item. 
that we know to be of divination magic to attract people of small mind or small children and we're worried that she's been taken. We told the villages this was our next mission and that we would look for them and I'm hoping that you, with your knowledge of the area, could help us out. I... that's nasty business for sure. I don't know of any witch, but I do know of an old lady who uh, is uh, a, a foul alchemist I've heard of some time ago, and out in that direction, uh, that may very well be your witch. If you're um, determined to head out there, I can point you to here and here. He points on the map and takes the arrow from your hand and pokes a tiny little hole here and there. You're looking for some uh, uh, clearings. The trees will break away in this direction. It's about three days travel from here. And once you get to this section, he pokes a second time, you're going to get into a little bit of a uh, swampy area. You best want to stay clear of the water. It's sometimes called the burning swamp. It can agitate the skin, I'm quite sure. Well, I have a goblin friend who will love that. No good. You said this is inside of the swamp, Master? Uh, it's a swamp-like area, yes. Well, that might be just the help that we needed. We were told that there was someone in that area. We just couldn't put two and two together until now. Well, and I wish I, you the best. And I take the apple and I just throw it straight up into the air just Ooh, one more time. He hits it again. Huzzah! As always. Killian, as you're making your way towards the temple, you are outside, uh, you're walking past the one big general store in town, Grimdu's Groceries. Grimdu is a half-orc in town who likes no one and has horrific customer service, and he is loading up a wagon with tons of stuff, and he says, uh, Hey, priest, help out, load this in there. Carol, bless you. I'll remember this. I'll always remember this. <laughs> and you have made a friend for life. Uh, Xanner, you have knocked upon the door for quite some time. And There's no a major one... quest line that I'm just about. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I just finished writing down his name. <laughs> uh, Xanner, no one's answering at Gabe's place. You've been trying for quite some time and no success. Knew it. Just, just every time. <laughs> I kick the door. Okay. Um, it does not open. And <laughs> Clap twice. I walk away. Uh, hang on. I walk away towards. Yep. I walk straight towards Portmers. Okay. Uh, you guys uh, meet up at Portmers. You chat a bit. Idrisil shares some of his, his information. A little bit later, you. Holes. <laughs> Why are there holes? It's a very specific hole it's in the, the very specific place. Uh, you run into uh, Killian, who has returned from the temple where there was not much of anything in uh, Acolyte Lofio's room. Okay. But there's still some stuff. <laughs> so, like, his basic <laughs> essentials are there, so he didn't leave town. Right. Jix wants to try and get the, the horse out of Iggy's. Absolutely. Ouch. You offer to help guide the horse here. You offer to take off some weight from Iggy's pack there. Make a sleight of hand thievery roll, please. 17. Uh, what is your perception, Iggy? Uh, 16. 16. You are able to acquire <laughs> entropy the horse without Iggy being aware. 
uh, I get it as soon as I get it out of his pocket. I just stop. I just stop walking where we are, and I just sit. I just plop down, crisscross applesauce, and start playing with the horse. You guys keep chatting. You keep walking. You walk about 10, 15, 20 feet away, and then one of you happens to look back and see he's just un- sitting in the middle of the road enjoying himself again. Yeah, I'm... Uh, oh, I'm, you little shit. I'm taking arrows out of the... You steal? You, you pickpocketed <laughs> me? He's ignoring you. I go up, and I rip it out of his hand. Okay. Hey! No, I said not till later. It is not time to play. This is my horse. No, it's your little dolly, and you don't have time to fuck around with it right now. And I uh, gesture to the miniature, the figurine, and I ask Portner, I tell Portner, this is the effect that it's been having on the children. We assume you saw him for the past five minutes. This is uh, what we're worried about. Foul business. Best be cautious. Cautious, Jix. Not playtime. <laughs> What's your plan? You guys got anything else in store? Uh, I'm gonna uh, suggest we. To yeah, I'm gonna suggest in motion that we head towards the temple of uh, Karahel to meet up with Killian. You've met up with him. He, he's, oh, yep, he's, he's just passed along info. I'm right here. So pass along the information what? about where the whereabouts of the witch. I just want to make sure that we have everything that we need before we go take another long trip. We were gone for a month. We used a lot of stuff, apparently. <laughs> like ropes. Uh, that's a good point. Let's uh, go see that goddamned orc at the uh, general store. <laughs> he seemed like he was in a good mood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you head to Grimdu's Groceries. He is there. He's sent that wagon on its way. You go in and the door opens. And as soon as you open it, you hear... We're closed, whoever you are. No, you're not. Says who? And he comes out. Says Ignal. Oh, you. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. We're going to buy some stuff and you're going to sell it to us. That's how it works. I know. (laughs) You're not closed. What do you want? Here, I'll bless you. Oh, and you. (laughs) You bring the best... Little idiots in here, dwarf. So, uh, two ropes and uh, like whatever, like food provisions or whatever we need. Sure. For two people. Um, yeah. And the rest of you, did you pay for your standard of living stuff? So that'll all be part of it. Uh, Except for the ropes. Ropes will run you a glorious five silver pieces. Okay. So two of them. Two of those is a gold. I'd yeah. say it's a pleasure doing business, but it ain't. Shut up. You stick it. <laughs> I'd say stick it where the sun don't shine, but that's everywhere on you. Mm. <laughs> I love you guys. This is the best. Every time. Every time it kills me. <sighs> <laughs> okay. You guys head out. You're putting this gear on a now stolen horse? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's ours now. Acquisitions. Uh, currently us. All yeah. right. The horse's name is Edward. It's been named Edward the horse. Mm-hmm. And deputized. Okay. You're a defender of Edward <laughs> Hall, Edward. Welcome to the troop. You plant, uh, you put your uh, supplies and stuff on there. You uh, travel a little bit lighter as he's a, now your draft animal. One of those ropes I do give to... Uh, um, Jix? To Jix, All because right. we both Thanks, Jix, sir. Yeah, yeah. Don't pick my pocket again. Make a thievery roll. I was about to say. <laughs> this has happened several minutes ago. 
Uh, 17. Yes. He, you say that as he's already on the ground, <laughs> haphazardly taking the rope from you without looking at it and playing with the figurine outside the store. Oh, Entropy, I missed you too. Idrisil, being a fa- uh, safe distance away from the horse already, being kind of in the back of the group, just picks up the goblin as he's walking and just carries him. All right. I'm just going to carry him if we're walking. Okay, and you drag the goblin along. You guys take the horse out, dragging the goblin ignobly behind, and you head off in search of this odd swamp witch, and we will stop there for tonight. Our heroes explored not one, but two towers side by side. There they got their hands on some sort of master gear. A strange fellow arrived from the sky above. He mistook Xanner for the weird gnome named Vargalos and commanded them to take the gear back to Bottom Hill Farms. The heroes saw lots of commotion going on at the farms and took off on another quest to find a witch rumored to live in a swamp. Thank you to Seth, Alistair, Jeremy, Tim, and Chris. Thank you to our sponsor, the Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop, and thanks go out to you, our listeners, for joining us on Season 3. Hey, we have a lot of fun here at the Inglorious Bards, but it also takes a lot of work. If you'd like to help out the show, consider throwing a few dollars our way at patreon.com slash ingloriousbards. Every bit helps and gets you a lot of exclusive content. What the heck is going on at the Bottom Hill Farms? And where will the hunt for this swamp witch take our heroes next? Until next time. <laughs>